All right, this is Randalicious. Welcome to the 84th Hexus Podcast. It's been over two and a half years since the last podcast that we've had. In that time, the previous 83 podcasts that we did, as well as the three highlight uh, videos that we had, were all remastered. Check those out, YouTube, Twitch, um, Spotify. Uh, in that time, you know, a little bit about me, I finished achieving 200 mil XP in all stats, and I've started to play certainly more casually than I did before. However... You can thank Sailing for the return of the podcast. Uh, the podcasts are going to be planned for release at least once a month moving forward. Uh, but depending on updates and news, we could uh, be doing two a month. But the podcasts are back. If this is the first time that you're watching one of the Hexes podcasts during this reboot here, uh, what we'd like to do is just talk about uh, RuneScape-related things like dev blogs, updates, uh, like the fu future updates, uh, things that are just happening in the community and just anything and everything RuneScape related. So this and all the future podcasts are going to be available on YouTube's Twitch, Spotify. Uh, if you'd like to submit a topic for the Hexus podcast, you can join our Discord server. It's discord.gg slash Hexus. And we have a channel where you can submit a topic. If you submit a topic and we put it on the podcast, we'll give you a shout out for it. But get, get to it. Introductions. I'm Randalicious and I'm the leader of Hexus. Yo, I'm Plundering, rank six overall, or rank six level three skiller and moderator in Hexus. Hey, my name is Seb, also known as Schrodinger, and uh, I am not prepared very much for this. Yo, uh, RSN Onyx, uh, rank 60,641, um, and uh, three star in Hexus. My name is Mayfield. I am not in Hexus, and I am a level three ultimate Iron Man because I am a masochist. Hey, I'm Sebe, uh, host of the Sebe cast and big clue scroll enthusiast. All right, so one of the talked about it briefly in the initial introductions, but going to starting off with sailing. Um, so leading up to it, though, uh, Jagex lowered the passing percentage of a pull from 75% to 70. What did you think about them doing that? And when they did that, did you think that a new skill was going to be suggested or talked about? To be honest, I think the uh, pull change sent five to 70 is like a really bad update because uh, like RuneScape in the whole, it's getting like a little ridiculous at the moment. Like there's like too many updates, and making it seventy percent just makes like worse updates coming to the game. So, in my opinion, it should be like seventy-five, eighty percent, something like that. It's gonna be like better for the uh, long term of the game. And uh, the polygraph for the seventy percent. Yeah, I kind of saw a new skill coming out with that because like, every new skill was pulled became like seventy-four, seventy-three percent, seventy-two. I was like always between that 70 75, so I kind of saw the new skill coming out, yeah. I think the sailing from like 2016 had like 68%. I think that was actually the highest, but. I mean, now, didn't uh, shamanism get like 70 plus though? Uh, shamanism never made it to an official poll. It was like 2% behind sailing in the initial poll between the three. Yeah. But anyway, I think it was kind of a scumbag move by Jagex, not like, <laughs> like not, not pulling the 70%, because, I mean, that was kind of like, 
I feel like that should have been pulled. Do you think it, it would have passed? passed. <laughs> yeah. it passed. I have no idea, but that's actually a good. Uh, that would have been tough. And when, what would you pull it at? Still seventy five percent? Yeah, the first pull of seventy. No, it would be pull at seventy five percent. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it would still be seventy five percent to pass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but the um, ask they pulled us asking if we want a new skill at all, and that one passed with about eighty percent. So. Yeah, I, you can see it both ways. But, um, yeah, I I did kind of expect that they'd be pulling a new skill and that it'd probably be a multiple choice between a few different ones so that they'd have a higher chance of getting one in. And I think a lot of players assume that they only change the threshold in order to force a new skill in. And that could be true, but... In my opinion, I found it weird that it was 75% in the first place because pretty much every other pooling system in real life would have at most a 67% threshold and usually or sometimes even only a simple majority just requiring 51%. Yeah, so, but 75 being a super majority, that's I think that that's fine. Um, so for me, like it's it's hard to not like it's hard to not wear the uh, like. Sounds like a con- at what point does it go from a conspiracy to you know uh, great being a great prognosticator? Like as soon as I saw that they had lowered it from seventy five to seventy, I was confident that a new skill was going to be pitched, and less than two months later. You know, they have that little winter summit and they talk, start bringing up a new skill. So, I mean, it's it, I, I think it's a disgusting move. Uh, I feel like they knew that that was probably the number that they would have needed to uh, lower it to to be able to get a skill to pass. More on that coming later. But, you know, as, as soon as that change happened, I fully expected them to move forward with pitching a skill and took them less than two months to uh, do it afterwards. So. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. There's a lot of really bad updates that have hit 70% that really never should have had any place in the game that like, you know, the game has, you know, up until that point of them changing it it is more than nine and a half years of that being a requirement for an update to come out. So fundamentally changing the way that updates come into the game is not something I like or appreciate. And, you know, most things were already passing the poll anyway. So, like, so the idea that they're lowering it for just more generalized content to pass, I don't buy it is fully with, uh, I mean, not necessarily sailing, but doing what they can in preparation to get a new skill to pass. Cause obviously, you know, from an optics standpoint, there is no fucking way they are going to pitch a new skill. And then before the, the lock in pull for it comes, they say, Oh yeah, by the way, we're going to lower it. So from a presentation standpoint, you know, they made all the right moves in trying to, uh, get sailing or a new skill to have the best chance possible to pass. And, I think they probably realized that lowering it any lower than 70 probably would have gotten even more uh, distaste from the community, but couldn't be more disgusted. 
Yeah, I think to continue on with the the theoretical tinfoil hat theories is there's definitely a thought behind why they would change it so late in the life. And there's never been an issue with Jagex changing things after things have been released and the tried and true things have been tested. But I, I agree with Randy in the fact that they brought it at a very convenient time and then initially brought in a new skill. However, I do not think that a new skill is necessarily a, a bad thing. I just thought it was very strange that they pitched so many ideas and then they went with three that weren't even part of the initial ideas. Cause I know they had talked about a few of the community skill pitches, but that's kind of getting a little off base there. If they were going to talk about a new skill, I thought maybe they would explore one of those other ones a little bit more and not just say, here's sailing. Um, as far as everything else regarding polls, I think 70 is an okay measure. I would just like to see less, you know, not game-breaking content, but less like intrusive content pulled more quality of life updates or changes to certain things as we saw with the Chambers of Zarek poll stuff. And that way <clears throat> the community can actually decide together on what we want. Yeah, I, I uh, was actually in the call with Mod Aiza and a few other creators that were in the like initial presentation. of. It was mainly directed by Aiza trying, trying to get his points across that a 70% threshold would actually be better for the game going forward. And a lot of the reasons were just wasted dev time when they're trying. And this was talking about like the poll charter in general, just reworking how things even get into a poll and reworking the stages. And so I was in the call and it, I mean, it was going to happen regardless. This was last year, like late last year. Okay. Like pretty much, so uh, they, uh, they did it in October. Uh, so. Yeah, so it was a couple of weeks before that. Oh, okay, so it, it didn't surprise you when they actually did it. No, no, I was prepared for it, but okay. it seemed. I mean, at least to me, I was like everything passes already, and at that point, I actually had a lot more trust in Jagex. Like that <laughs> trust hasn't completely uh, been obliterated by any means, but at that point, it, they did seem like they were being a lot more conscientious about certain updates. So. I was, for the most part, fine with it, mainly because I knew there was not going to be any uh, way to object to it, really. It's just, it's going to happen, so you might as well just embrace it. Um, <clears throat> my concern, and I know there's going to be a question on this later, but uh, it would be cool almost to have a poll that surveys how good an update was. So, for example, run a poll that doesn't really mean anything. It's not like it's going to have content deleted, but run a poll six months after some content has passed and then show like a satisfaction rating kind of thing. And just, just so we can have like a, an almost like post uh, update survey that everyone can see that like, okay, was this update actually good in the game? Is this what you wanted? Is this what you expected? Is this bad for the game? Like something like that would be really cool to see. And uh, I I don't think it's worth their time necessarily because you know the vast majority of the player base doesn't really care. Like the, you could release literally any garbage into this game and people would be happy. Like you at this point we could. <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's <clears throat> pretty cringe. Um, 
like it seems like every couple of years like from a business perspective they have like some massive update that they release like like mobile or some shit to uh to uh like boot really boost memberships and i wonder if like they were kind of out of ideas for how to boost them through like things like mobile or like new game modes so they they're like well we can't risk this failing for like in- in- profit increase this year so or th- coming up so like let's just nuke the uh the pass rate but yeah very cringe yeah so Sabia, when you talked about them saying the impact that it would have on dev time see like i would be more apt to buying that as an excuse if they didn't have 70 fucking people on the team like they have so many more people on the team now than what they did when they initially pulled artisan when they initially pulled um sailing the first time and then even when they had warding they have so many people developing that like they could fully like say sailing for example they could fully develop it put it to a pull and then like it could fail and you know like there there's no shortage of updates they have so many different like essentially teams that are working on projects and shit like that like you you had like the team that did forestry which they got a lot too that they need to improve on you had a different team that was working on desert treasure 2 they did spectacular and then you've got this other team that's uh working on sailing so you know the this you know fictitious idea of wasted dev time it doesn't really impact the you know like in 2015 2016 shit, even 2018 you know when they had you know, I think they have like more than 70 people on the staff right now. Like, you know, we're talking about like when they initially first pulled a skill, they had less than 10. So, you know, the yeah, per- they- the, per- the percentage of like, like if they would, you know, five years ago have pulled a skill and done a whole lot of development for it prior to release and then it fails. Oh, yeah. Like that, that would significantly impact the flow of content and everything coming out in the game. But with them having so many devs and so many different teams working on these different projects, like one update not passing doesn't really hurt their flow of content. And I just refuse to buy that as a valid reason on their part as to why that you know would be the thing i yeah no i mean i'm i'm with you partially on the tinfoil hat conspiracy that uh you know this was really just to more just more guaranteed not like a total guarantee but just more guaranteed that a skill will pass because they probably have a bunch of analytics saying if we get a new skill into this game it's going to just massively pump up our numbers because yeah, people are going to come in so like no matter like however we can get that to, ha- to happen let's do it and to be honest like the 70 they they changed a bunch of things to their poll charter so i think the 75 to 70 percent was just kind of snuck in and seen as like oh this is all overall a good thing so but they kind of slid it in where it's like that wasn't really necessary but yeah, I mean, they, they yeah. absolutely, with the tens of millions of dollars they make every year, they've got they've got data teams. They know they knew kind of the buffer area that they needed to lower that threshold down to, to in, you know, good faith, be able to try to get it to happen. So, yeah, hate it. Couldn't hate it anymore. But um, moving on, though. Of the three skills that the team like eventually moved forward with uh, to pull for us, it was sailing, shamanism, and taming. 
of those three, which one did you guys like best or did you dislike all the options? How, how did you vote in the poll that they had when they were gathering feedback as to which one of those three skills should go into further refinement? Uh, personally, I I prefer sailing over the other skills. I just think uh, the like possibilities they can do with sailing. I mean, there's a lot of uh, like area, like a lot of water, like a lot of islands they could like. There's like infinite content they can make with sailing if they don't do it well. So I still think sailing is the best out of these three, but I don't know much about shamanism, taming, and all those other ones. And uh, I do see potential of sailing too. I mean, it's gonna be like a lot of variety. Kind of reminds me of Slayer a bit, which is like the most loved skill in the game. So I'd have high hopes, but it might actually be really good. Who knows? And personally, I didn't actually vote at all because I was just unsure if I wanted sailing <laughs> or not. So I decided not to vote. Uh, but yeah, I can definitely see it being good potentially. I don't like the fact that it's gonna be like very multi-skilling of a skill. It's kind of what I heard. It's gonna be like a bank on the boat. So you can do like herbler as you're sailing, and then once you actually get to an island, you do like hunter or fishing. It's just gonna be a bunch of skills in one skill. I mean, uh, we'll we'll kind of see what the actual best methods are yeah, gonna be because they they have these some methods that they kind of define as being tertiary, which have multi-skilling aspects of it, but it would be very minor in scope. Overall, it's just like reminds me a lot of Slayer, and Slayer's fun, so maybe this will be fun too. Yeah, I I didn't like any of them at all. Um, like, I think if I had to pick one, maybe shamanism, but that seemed like pretty busted with like imbe like imbuing items and just getting fucking bonus XP on everything you do. That seemed pretty cringe too. But uh, sailing, um, I think it has a yeah, I think it has some potential to be good. Like Seb was saying, like hopefully they just don't make it like the meta to be multi-skilling. So make sure to finish off the good skills with the best methods while you can. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I really didn't like taming. I think that was probably my least favorite. I think one of the J mods on one of the, uh, like pod or not podcast, but like announcements or whatever, like interviews that they did, like called it summoning like 10 times in it himself. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I would. Uh, I was initially actually team taming for like the first day. And then I actually saw their sort of pitch, like their presentation on what taming would be. And it was just the most boring pitch I'd ever seen because they really didn't know where the vision lied. Like they didn't want anything to do with summoning. And so, like, you're basically training these little pocket pets that don't actually have any functionality throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. So that was strange. And that completely made me change my mind. And I went team sailing afterward. And I'm still excited for sailing. That was. Definitely, in my opinion, the best of the three. And I think there could still be a lot of good that comes from sailing. And I personally voted no to it. Uh, I was kind of wishy-washy up like the, the week uh, leading up to the poll. And the only reason I voted no really is not because I don't want sailing to ever come into the game. I just don't feel like skilling's in a good spot right now. And we got to address like other concerns before we just release another skill. I mean, there... There is seriously like a hatred for skilling right now, and yet there is a huge love for just a random new skill coming into the game. So, don't. I mean, I I sort of understand it. Sailing's new, and it's probably just going to be a 
way more revamped version of any skill we've seen in the past. But it still concerns me. So, but I'm looking forward to seeing what the team can do. Yeah, so I preferred shamanism out of the three options, and that was mostly due to their proposal of combining both the gathering and production aspects. And I also love the idea of the spirit realm. And yeah, the gear augmentation was a worrying reward space proposal, but I don't really participate in much combat-related content. So that wouldn't really have affected me as much as it would have affected others. And I thought they could even extend that idea of augmentation to skilling tools. But instead of increasing XP or gathering rates, they could have given it additional resources or and maybe even noted resources to minimize the amount of banking required. And then that could potentially make skilling a more viable way of gathering resources rather than the current uh, meta where the vast majority of resources are obtained from PVM. And uh, yeah, so I voted for shamanism in the initial poll and ended up voting no to the sailing lock-in poll, mostly because of the fact that they kind of buried that question in the middle of the poll. (laughs) I got a a topic about that later. Yeah, and I would have liked to see, um, you know, like a bare-bones beta test so that we could kind of get a feel for it, but... Yeah, that didn't happen. So yeah, I did vote no on that lock-in poll. But I'm not upset about it passing. I think there's a lot of potential. I am a fellow shamanism enjoyer. um, And my reason is, for lack of better terminology, kind of cringe. And that is because shamanism reminded me the most of uh, one of my favorite RS3 skills, Invention. And I think shamanism would have done a lot of great for the economy in bringing in, um, or not bringing in, sorry, but reusing resources we already have in the game. And that was to repurpose them as things that would help you augment your weapons, armor, tools, and augmentations only exist as a form to raise the tier of a smaller weapon by a little bit more so. You know, say you're a mid-game Iron Man and you don't have Trident yet. Obviously, they released a new thing that recently, but you could augment your Ibans to make it a tier 55 now, give it a little bit extra punch for your Zola Diary Kill or whatever else you're using it for when you're killing Cave Krakens. So I did vote Shamanism in the most recent Sailing Lock-In poll. I did not vote, uh, simply because I forgot. And I didn't realize that question was in the poll, when I was reading the questions. So I uh, kind of just skipped over this one, this last one that we had. Hilarious. Yeah, so was- I, when I, when I saw the, like, the three of them go forward, like, those were the three that were announced. I, like, without reading anything on it, I already knew that sailing, or I shouldn't say no, I thought that, and I was confident that sailing was going to be the one that ended up getting chosen. Um, shamanism is just a terrible name for a skill. It really is. Um, it is. You know, like had they had literally any other name besides shamanism, I think that that's that probably would have been the one that would have ended up uh, passing. It did appear that that was definitely going to be the most, uh, you know, impactful uh, of the three potentially. 
Taming seemed just like a shit addition to what's all already the follower scape that we have. Um, I I was pretty certain that sailing was going to be the one that moved uh, forward, so I was very stunned that shamanism was as close as it was to sailing uh, in terms of what they thought. So that kind of makes me feel like, and again, because I talk to other people, like any other name besides shamanism, and it probably ends up beating sailing. If they would have called it spirit. I think that alone would have made it pass. Like the a skill called spirit sounds pretty dope in my opinion. Sounds much better than shamanism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I definitely agree. But yeah, the I I was I was very unimpressed with uh taming as an like it definitely seemed like a tier or two below the others to me. Uh be, like it it didn't really seem like it had much to offer in comparison to the other ones for what they had in mind. So I, I, I can't believe that, that was they couldn't have found a third different one that, that was of equal or better quality. But I ended up voting no um on everything every time. Uh on fifteen accounts every time. Cause I I don't like it. I don't want it. Uh, I respect so, dedication. <laughs> so to follow up on what Mayfield was saying about the invention skill, um, I haven't played RS3 since like the week that Old School was released, but um, did you say that the augmentation stuff didn't affect like the highest tier equipment? So... I don't want to go into too much into RS3 stuff, but base, the basics behind invention is you can augment it with different things. So you can give yourself like ring, uh, ring of uh, wealth effects on your armor or different types of effects like that on your armor. And then you can also augment like your skilling tools to make them a little bit more efficient. And like training invention was basically training other skills with that upgraded version, disassembling it, making a new one repeat. Gotcha. I was but just I thought I was, yeah, but I, what, I guess what I was saying is they could have gone a much better way in OSRS by actually giving it to like instead of making something like a tier fifty, like it's a tier fifty three now with the augmentations. That way, it's a little bit under. It's under sixty, right? But it still gives you the um, you know the, the thought that you're going. You have a little bit of an upgrade before you can you know do something else. Yeah, I was just wondering because, um, like, if they if they made it so that you could only augment like non best in slot equipment, I think that would be pretty healthy and wouldn't upset too many players. So yeah, definitely, that, that could have been an option. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a really good idea. That's crazy. <laughs> it'd be it'd be good if they could if like if they were to make imbues for items like scaling items too then it could just like apply to uh like shitty like pre-99 rates or something to help the more casual players max quicker but not actually affect like end game yeah i agree All right, so we had a submitted question from Clotho, and it's, uh, if you could add or change one thing about Jagex's polling charter, what would it be? Simply tighten it up. I think some of the polls get too big, too long. And how many people actually read entire dev blogs? Of course, you've got videos out there like, like Sebe does, where it like kind of, you know, he talks about it, and those are, and those are great. And I know they did the audio thing for the most recent one. That was a good touch. But, they need to 
they need to tighten up these polls. Like, I don't want 20 questions. I want five, like, really well thought out things. And that's kind of how that, real, real, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Would you say your attention span kind of gets lost after five questions? Yeah, between after five and seven, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That, well, I'll, 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 I'll come back to that later. Yeah, I'm just like, after five or seven, I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. And I, I kind of half ass read the rest of them. But like in the beginning, you know, I'm, I'm outside at work having my smoke break. I'm reading the dev blog. I'm about, I'm about finished with my cigarette. And I'm like, well, I don't got time to finish this now. So then at that point, that's when I'm kind of trailing off. But that's how I think it could be fixed is just tighten it up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, really. I sort of agree with Mayfield, I suppose. I mean, like once you go through like the half of the questions, you start like autopiloting and you're like, ah, let's just vote yes, vote no, vote yes. You like don't read through all the questions thoroughly. Uh, but honestly, I don't really know how you would change it. I, 75%, bring back 75%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my main concern generally is just the I don't know I, I I don't know what the player base really wants it would be interesting to see almost a poll or a survey that's just surveying what the average player actually wants in this game because I feel like people are okay with the game becoming like an idle simulator at this point like they really oh, fuck, don't yeah. see they, they don't see what the core identity of this game really is and so we just have very competing views of like what's healthy for the game this is my own opinion so and i've talked to jmods and i've talked to players um and i mean this wasn't my idea by any means but i I remember hearing it of like almost having um like rep not representatives it was another term for it but just council a skill yes that was it it was like it was like a council it was like uh, a it was like it was like having the pvp council and there could be different you know branches off of that back uh i think in 2015 or 2016 they had uh, some preliminary talks on introducing that yes that that and i don't and i'm not claiming to know how you implement that at all but something with a council where it's like you have trusted players that know a lot and are looking out for the best interests of the game. Not and this doesn't mean to you know have a bunch of purists or elitists on. It's just have a variety of people oh, that you, truly you care. You do need purists. You, and you elitists, do need both. No, no. You yeah. you need you need people that are not going to be dogmatic about their beliefs. Right. And they they have to be able to sway their opinion. So if you just have one guy that's like. This is how I see the game, and nobody can ever sway me because this is it. Like, we can't have people that are just completely closed-minded. We we need open-minded people, but we still need you know views from all you know sides of uh, um, all sides of you know what whatever their views are on the game. And yeah, I think that would be cool to kind of have councils for a lot of different things like PvP and. PVM and skilling and they could obviously collide with one another and we could have different arguments and then even like have sort of like mini debates that are you know published and people can make up their own minds but just having something where really well trusted players and well respected players can have discussions about what would actually be good for the game rather than it just being the team on any given you know week just say okay like this seems cool right all right 70 percent said yes all right it's in the game 
I don't know. It's concerning. I just uh, thought of something. Like, yeah. what do you guys think of like having more requirements to polls? Oh, like, let's say like a specific total level or you, something. You, I mean, ha- had they removed like on the sailing thing, um, it if they would have just made it a twelve hundred total level requirement, sailing would have failed. Even the lower standard, like, which we'll talk more about on the next question. But yeah, I mean the the newer someone is, the more likely they are gonna be to quit. The lower their total level is, the more likely they are going to be to quit. The lower their total level is, the more likely they're going to vote yes to any update of any kind. Um, but no, yeah, if I could add one, like, I would add a bunch of different things. I would move it back to 75%. Um, I would add a, at least a total level requirement. Um, I kind of like some of the things that they did with, uh, like, PKing in that, like, you needed to, like, like there's, like, PvP-related uh, polls that were restricted to PvPers. Uh, like, I, I'm okay with that. I may not have been before, but as I see it, I'm okay with it. The skilling things, you know, as you see, there I said, were... Do you mind if I interject something quick? Go ahead. Um, with, that, with that PvP poll stuff, it also kind of, if you did LMS, so I... I'm a level three, and I did LMS for our looting bags, and they sell a lot of meat about that poll. Just a just a little sidebar on that one. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm okay with polls being restricted, uh, and I do think that at least having a you know, they use 1,200 as their medium threshold. I think that even having a 1,000 total level requirement is not a uh, hard ask to have people voting in the poll. So I would in- I would increase the uh, total level requirement. I would increase the um, poll passing percentage. And uh, going back, Sebe, to your thing about the council stuff, uh, where you said you don't want to close minded people. You, you do need, clo- here's the thing you do need closed minded people on it because you do need to have a dissenting opinion that can offer insight and a view as to why something could be problematic, as opposed to having a bunch of people looking at it from a more optimistic way with a much more open mind as to why something could or should come. And I think that having a balance of both is is important because, yeah, you should have people trying to look to see what is the best case scenario for this update coming to the game and how how would the game and the player base benefit from it. You also need people um, who have a lot of experience and uh, can say, hey, here, if this happens... Or if this update comes, here would be some of the problems that would happen. It would impact this. It would impact this. It could potentially impact that. And it would be a, a negative update as a result. So, Yeah, that's really important is actually listing pros and cons of yeah, further yeah, game so. impact. That is never talked about. Like that, Maybe in the team it's talked about, but they never publish any of that. Like So we're out of the loop. Yeah. And I feel like if there was real transparency about okay, like this actually could very negatively impact the game in this reason years down the line or you know whatever. That would be really good. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, Randy <laughs> Randy, you kinda like honestly I was gonna say basically all of what you said. Like I can that's exactly what I was gonna say is uh that's like higher recs for different questions and shit like that. Um the uh like i know like they don't they do that with irons too where like irons can only vote on iron man related questions or some shit like that like i think that that would be good and then i mean um didn't they don't they have like he box yang on some sort of like sailing discussion thing like i think that's kind of like a good step or maybe they did or something like that 
Yeah, like, there, he, the he's a part of like the. Yeah, he was a part of the. I think like the initial talks and like some of the creators. I don't know who all was a part of it, but when I when I chatted with him, he definitely talked about that quite a bit. Yeah, like yeah, things like that definitely good idea. Hopefully, they like continue to do that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I particip- go ahead. Yeah, I agree with having some sort of requirements. Um, the total level thing could be an option. But for like restricted builds like myself, um, they could have some sort of total XP or quest point requirements. Oh, you choose to limit yourself. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> what's your what's your total level though? It's like fifteen hundred. Uh, yeah, so almost like, sixteen. So I think that one thousand is pretty reasonable. Like yeah, base forty as a. Uh, requirement i don't think hey i mean the restricted accounts they may not do the content anyway because they're restricted right yeah 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 i think um total xp or time played could also be some metrics like they could have a combination or like um if you have like 1500 total or something then you're automatically eligible and if you have a combination of some other lower requirements then you're also eligible yeah, I think that could help, and um, I'd also like if they could be more consistent with their charter. Like um, in the recent Pole AD blog, they initially wanted to pull a fix to the coding mishap that caused the Pharaoh Scepter to have a lower chance of receiving after um, Room 5, and that's like kind of a bug, and that was one of the things that they said they wouldn't be pulling. And some people called the mod on it, on it, and they ended up removing it from that pool and implemented that anyway. So yeah, more consistency, and I'd also like if they could be more clear with their poll questions, as they tend to be pretty vague and don't provide some necessary information. Oh, and yeah, uh, Pointer, are you, are you done? I was going to add one more thing to what I was going to say. Oh, I guess, yeah, probably done. Um, I was going to say another thing. I think it's kind of like what Sebe was saying with the, uh, like, follow-up polls would be, yeah, some something, something like that where they actually follow up with the poll questions and, like, ask how they, uh, like, if they lined up with, like, what people expected because that would have been huge, like, with past updates where they pull something at certain rates and it comes in and it's nowhere near the effort or the rates pulled and they're just like, well, fuck it, like, was keep it in the game i guess but like if they did like some sort of follow-up poll like you know just to make sure it's like what was like what was pulled on actually came into the game i think that'd be really good yeah i agree with that all right so many players uh expressed uh distaste with how the team handled uh the polling board <clears throat> sorry Many players expressed distaste with the team for hiding the most important polling question in old school RuneScape history as the sixth question of a uh, 12 question poll. The first five questions were all about Varlamore. Uh, but many players as well do not think that sailing should have been polled yet, given the roadmap that they gave during the summer summit, and that. It's it's not expected to be released until late 2024 with everything else that was on the Summer Summit is things that are supposed to be coming in the next like four or five months or so. 
So with how far away it is, people didn't think that it should be pulled either. What are your overall thoughts on the aspects of how sailing was pulled? So I definitely think it wasn't the ideal way they went about it. But um, yeah, I would have preferred a separate poll with the only question being the lock-in vote for sailing. And um, regarding the expected sailing release timeline, I don't necessarily think it was too early, but um, because now they don't have to worry too much about wasting a massive amount of dev time on something that could potentially fail. And they also say that they'll continue to gather feedback and um, through the polls and surveys and on the more intricate details of the skill, such as like training methods, XP rates, and rewards. And they also stated that they especially want feedback from the no voters so that they can make sure as many players as possible are satisfied before the skill launches. And that all that combined with seeing how passionate the devs working on the skill are, that makes me pretty hopeful that the new skill will be a net positive. So, yeah. So I couldn't uh, given enough uh, negative criticism about the way that they handled the polling of it. I am one of the players that really hated that it was hidden as the sixth poll. You heard Mayfield talking about how he reads five questions and then just goes into autopilot. That's the shit that I'm talking about. This is the most important poll in RuneScape history, and they lumped it in with a bunch of other content that you know ended up getting... Uh, I mean, I'll tell you this. With the idea of them pushing to have Sailing Pass... They could not have handled this much better with that as the agenda in mind. They they played it perfectly. They really did. Like from a what can we do to get sailing to pass? They did everything in their power, in, including lowering the percentage to be able to get it to happen. So from a uh, it, so from their point of view, it's a result based uh, you know goal, and they were able to achieve that. But yeah, it absolutely should not have been behind five fucking Varlamore questions. It is the most important poll in the ten and a half years of the game's history. It should have had a poll on its own. And yeah, lumping it when when it's not coming out for more for about a year or so, putting it in a group of a whole bunch of other things that are going to be coming soon, uh, as opposed to some that's coming out. It, it they did everything that they could to you know get it, get it to pass i mean I, I like i'm not gonna go super uh conspiracy and say that they had something in play like because I, I, i'll tell you what like it, it's one thing like when i have people that have like the same viewpoint as me but then it's like they've got an even more extreme view of it and even i'm like whoa I, even i won't go there but it's an example of that would be yeah like putting it sixth in the poll because they've studied the pass rate of on polls that they've had someone go and look and study to see the per, like at what like placing it here or there what gives it the statistically the best chance of polling or uh passing the poll that's pretty heavy conspiracy stuff that even I won't buy into but um I like it, it, it it's a multi-million dollar like it, it would almost, like with that being you know kind of the agenda that you know I I just putting it sixth on the poll it, hiding it in the middle so bad and then yeah i i certainly don't think it was ready to be pulled this idea of again wasted dev time they there's so many developers that this is not delay like when they had so few developers before 
it would be catastrophic if they put a, thousands of hours of development time into something and then it failed. Right now, doesn't fucking matter with the dozens of people that they have that work on the game. Yeah, I think I take a lot of sentiment from, you know, things that have already been said, and that's like, you know, hiding it in between this, having sailing have its own poll, which would have been fantastic. I also agree, um, you know, that it should not have been in this in this specific poll. I understand why they did it. Like we talked about with, you know, the tinfoil hat, if they were trying to push this, then they succeeded. But also getting it out early enough so that, you know, they are having enough time to really polish and refine it for us so that way it's not this super broken skill on release and that way, you know, there are viable methods and there are nothing that's going to break anything else, which inevitably will happen, as we've seen with so many other updates. Things on release will be broken. People will be getting busted XP rates. We'll be seeing, you know, the race for 200 mil climbing. Obviously, that's... uh you know, a, a later topic, but as far as the overall aspect on how sailing was pulled, it was gone, gone about in the incorrect way. I don't mind that it was done early, but it should have been its own thing or with other questions relating to, you know, sailing or something else in the same vein, not lumped in with the Hunter Guild, Valamore, um, the new area expansion on Zaya and all that kind of stuff. Because sailing is just so much more than just Zaya. Yeah, I think it's kind of insane that they did that. I mean, especially like the way they, they like the lead up to sailing was like just, I, I absolutely thought there's going to be like, all right, here's the days of the day, like one question pull. Do you want, do we want sailing? And then to see it as like number six. And then their reasoning was like, well, we wanted to give attention to this other content like because we already knew sailing was in there or whatever the hell they said like made no sense at all and uh yeah it almost makes you wonder if they like were under some pressure to like hit some sort of i don't know revenue stream in a couple years or i don't know it's just like why the hell would they why, why why did they have to try so hard to get it into the game it just doesn't make sense to me To be honest, I just have no idea what to say on this question. All right, well, yeah, I don't, I don't really have uh, any opinion. I, I'm not bothered the fact that it was in another poll. I mean, yeah, optimally it should have just been its own question, but I don't, I don't feel like that really affected anything. Um, and yeah, they're, I, I they were gonna, uh, yeah. Well, like I'll admit, like yes, it would have been cleaner to just have one. One question as the poll, um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bothered. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if it affected I, anything, but oh, it, 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 it absolutely, it absolutely affected stuff. But like, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say like, so okay, with it getting 71.9 percent of the vote, I think it's entirely on the board that like, had they not manipulated the polling results by uh, uh, lowering the passing threshold, and had they not manipulated the poll itself by putting it hiding it in the middle of the poll i think that it uh like probably like you know obviously it failed the 75 um ha had they gone about it in the way that they had every other um 
you know previous big update before and i still yeah it, it obviously would have failed to hit the 75 but i think they would have you know the the feedback probably would have been right around in that's in this 70 to 72 range i don't find it impossible that this wouldn't have gotten 75 like had they made some refinement and some further changes to it i think that sailing probably would have eventually got 75 i'd say i'm kind of a little disappointed that it, it passes like had it passed 75.1 percent or like i've just been like all right well tough but i mean it's just like every negative thought that i have had about the process you know even going months before it even happened came to fruition so yeah no i mean i i will also concede like your point of this really is the biggest poll in probably all of old school history so it it would make sense for it to be its own poll with one question on it should sailing be implemented in the game i totally agree with you on that i just don't think that would have necessarily affected anything like I the results. I think I mean it, it, it would have. I mean it, it I mean obviously that, it still hits that 70 but like I mean I've just got an awful uh yeah feel on how it was handled. Yeah, okay. But all right, so we got a uh, submitted question from Sebi is uh do you think sailing will affect the HLC skilling in a positive or negative way? I think uh, I think both in a sense now just like I'm not just purely a skiller by any means whatsoever but um, I do think that uh, sailing will have a lot of variety to it which means like I think there will be some like really high effort methods probably some team organization as well like you'll probably need teams to get best rates which I know a lot of High level skillers aren't huge fans of having to find teams. They would rather just do their own thing. And I feel like that'll be a, one of the negatives for a lot of players that like really want to go beyond 99. Um, but I think the positives is that it's just going to be so much different than every other skill. It's going to be in the it's so it's not a, a gathering skill or a buyable, but it's one of those what I consider to be like neutral, which is like agility and uh, thieving. They're like not really buyables or gathering. And I think sailing is going to be in like that neutral zone where it's just really, I don't know, it's just completely different than what we've seen. So I think there's going to be a lot of fun to it. But yeah, I think the team aspect of probably getting higher XP rates in teams the whole way through is going to be sort of seen as a negative. Trusty vibes. Mm, I think it's kind of interesting this question like this kind of why I submitted it because I think there's a lot of pros and cons for this one like if we start with like high scores for example right like we're getting a new oh, high score hold on hold on we, we got a question about the high scores in, uh, in a bit we'll go more in depth on I sure I mean it's kind of high scores I want to bring up though but Okay, so um, I think it's too early to tell at this point if it's going to be positive or negative. And it really depends on the methods that they plan on including with the initial release of the skill. Um, I think it was Jmod Elena who said that depending on the complexity and balancing of the methods, it would be more likely that the multi-skilling methods would not be available on release. 
And in my opinion, making those multi-skilling methods have a delayed release would be way better so that the players would be able to enjoy the skill in its own right and that they could then expand sailing to involve the other skills based off of the actual XP rates that players are achieving. Because, you know, they're not always very accurate with their proposed and expected XP rates, so knowing what players are actually getting would help them adjust um, the like ratio of bonus XP from other skills and that kind of stuff. So I think that it'll have a negative um, impact on it. And part of that comes from like seeing the polling results that we had like in Hexus, you know, we had like uh, collectively we had like 160 some votes and it was like 87 ish percent that were, uh, Oh, let me find our uh, channel here. So yeah, we had, uh, we had uh, 159 votes, uh, you know, across multiple accounts in the clan. And, uh, we had a 86, 87% of people said no, 12% of people said yes. And less than 1% skipped the question. So, I mean, just looking at it from that aspect, it like it's not the content that people want. The, you know, looking at the results of the, uh, like when you were able to see with the voting patterns at the threshold of um, levels that people had, the, the more experienced someone is, the less likely it is that they wanted a skill. And so, you know, this is something that we generally as a whole did not want. And, you know, even going like as far as like the maxed players, like even that was like the max players were even f like f much further below the 70 percent. It was um, there were at least some said it was like 52 percent or something like that of maxed accounts uh, that voted voted yes, which that's obviously a terrible percentage. But uh, I think. You know, that being said, there's going to be a lot of positives. One of the positives is the return of the Hexus podcast. So that's uh, that's one positive on the HLC. Another positive is going to be I can certainly see, uh, like for us, like once sailing comes out, we have competitions every couple months. I can assure you we're going to have a competition every single month that, uh, you know, the, for like the first six months or so that sailing's out. Um, it'll definitely increase the amount of time that people are playing. It's going to increase a lot of hype. If it's a skill-based thing, it's going to build uh, further camaraderie between the you know um friends and clan members and things like that uh you could definitely even see that fantasy ehp would be back on the board and coming back as well so like there's a lot of things that could potentially be beneficial but that's more theoretical rather than things that like people have expressed as being something this is just something we don't want uh randy your your first um point was you kind of cut up cut off your mic did so oh. could you re repeat that uh, I was talking for a bit. Um, what was I talking about almost before it cut off? I think the, we heard it. I mean, the first point yeah, I heard, I thought I heard everything, but uh, oh. I think it's going to be overall generally negative. Uh, but like, there are some elements of it that are certainly going to be positive, but I think it's generally going to be pretty negative. The most of the people in the clan, like, 87% of the people in the clan that voted voted no. Uh, so it's not content that we want. And I just, 
think it's going to be generally negative, and that's excluding all of the other reasons, like high scores related, that that's going to have. Oh, and I also wanted to uh, jump in on the max players having a lower uh, pass percentage thing. And I think it's like a common misconception that max players vote no because they don't want to train a new skill. And that just seems wrong to me because, you know, max players, they trained all of the skills. They're going to train whatever new skill there's going to be. Like, they're the ones who are, you know, dedicated to, you know, maxing out their accounts. So I don't think that just because a new skill is released that they're going to be upset because they they want to max. It's not like they maxed against their will. Yeah. Play the game for thousands of hours. They might have an idea on uh, what's good for the game or not. Yeah, that as well. As far as the effects go, I think the biggest thing will be the multi-skilling factor. Obviously, this won't matter too much for the people who already have 200 mil all or are max and don't care about post-XP. But I can see this really affecting the race to 200 mil as far as just sailing for everybody on the new high scores. I know we'll talk about that later. But if you already have 200 mil all, it's, it's a negative for sure because you're going to be getting multiple experience for different skills through it. And as far as like a newer player or newer irons or hardcore, whatever game mode you want to play, as far as that 200 mil all goal, not many, I think there's only, only Iron Hiker has 200 mil all on irons, right? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, the race for rank two in irons might change a ton with sailing, noting that like if you finish sailing first, you're going to get maybe 10 mil hunter, you're going to get 5 mil slayer, you're going to get... 30 mil fishing and you know so on and so forth so it's going to be I could definitely see it affecting it very negatively in that way or depending on how you look at it positively for those players because now you don't have to sink as many hours into the turmoil grind because of the multi-skilling aspect of sailing coming out yeah I mean I I think it'll be pretty negative, uh, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I have hope that they do a good job with it. Like they seem like they're really passionate about it. So hopefully that's not just like faking it to get it to pass. Like hopefully they're actually excited because uh, as long as it's not like I'm super against multi-skilling methods, even if they're like really fun. Like I, I just hate, I hate the concept of being forced to do that that style of training unless or otherwise you feel like you're just trolling your account so hopefully it's a uh, positive but i think like the whole all three skills like the way they they introduced them is kind of negative though because they were like saying like oh yeah well if ceiling doesn't pass or if your favorite skill didn't pass this time it might pass next time so i think one of these skills is definitely bound to be very negative even if ceiling doesn't like wreck everything All right, so next we had a submitted question from Rhino, and that is, uh, assuming that account sharing is closely monitored and out of the picture in the race for 200 mil all, who are your top five over, who do you think will be the top five to re-complete 200 mil all, at, uh, whether that be in Hexus or in the game? I have a question about this one, by the way. 
Yeah. So what if you're the first to get thermal sailing, but not thermal all? Would that count? Uh, I mean, you can take the question however you want. Like, well, I mean, you're gonna be 200 mil all before, so, but what, yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm just thinking like some like random guy could get it, right? It's oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, That's yeah. what I I personally think. Yeah, there's gonna be a random that gets 200 mil sailing first. I I would be stunned if it's someone that I've never heard of. I don't know, man. You got there's some crazy people out there now, and they would love to secure rank one and like. You just have a such a larger pool. I know, like the two hundred mil all players definitely are proven gamers, but there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. So, uh, I don't, unfortunately, and I think this is one of the biggest reasons is why I continue to vote no and will continue to kind of not support sailing. Is that I don't believe that account sharing will be closely monitored, and I don't think it'll be out of the picture. I would be shocked if one of the of the uh of the people who are going to be reobtaining 200 mil all i would be stunned if any one of the first three people did it legitimately and on their own uh because obviously now it whereas like 200 mil all is more much more so of a marathon and we even saw people that got 200 mil all that account shared uh, on their way to getting 200 mil all on a marathon you know condensing it down to just one skill that's a sprint and like like so i don't i don't think that the the first three people to get it even like i'll be i'll be surprised if it's uh legitimate but uh i mean obviously you know a couple names uh you could watch for it's gonna be uh you know legitimate ones gonna be like rodney um fast lt i think even iron higer i think that they could uh potentially pop like even enjoys like if you know enjoys would have a real great chance as well i would love to see uh what they'd be you know collectively all capable of doing because i mean like i i imagine that whoever it is that is going to get rank one is probably going to be playing about 100 and like they're <laughs> the, the accounts are going to be logged in about 140 hours uh a week you know so like 20 hours a day would probably be what i'd imagine uh until completion so yeah i mean the, I, i'm I'm not going with five <laughs> i'm gonna go with three and it would be uh like fast lt uh rodney and enjoys uh in terms of hexus on who i think the top five in hexus would be uh and i'll just kind of put the hexus one as just to to 200 mil uh i think that enjoys would be first uh and think that i would be second uh dan would be third uh, Sebi, no, you know what, Sebi, I'm putting you at three, Dan at four. I, w- I want to motivate him a little bit, so <laughs> I'll put him at four. Oh, um, I'll be to give up. He can, he will not be able to live you down, uh, beating him there, but, uh, and then, I mean, 200 mil all, what, uh, I can definitely see B at B strong. I, I've uh, like B strong plundering enjoys. I think could be like if it's just a two hundred mil. I think that they would uh, be on that uh, first bit in the clan. Yeah. So uh, in no particular order, uh, Rodney Farva, um, he box Younge, um and enjoys if he wants it enough. I'm. He he kind of plays on and off, but when he's on, he's he's really on. So if he wants it, he'll get it. Um, 
and Iron Higer and DH Cahill, depending on how viable it is for Ironman to train it or compete. And yeah, I would also really love to see Link's Titan come back, but that that Ain't doesn't seem like Nah. Yeah, that doesn't seem likely. He, but... men- he mentally wouldn't be able to get back into it. I think he he would be able to if he wanted to, but it seems like he's just moved on. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Hebox has a great chance of being in the top five, um, mainly because now I think he's supported by the game, so he really doesn't need to have any IRL obligations. He's he's mentioned that he you know he doesn't play like an unhealthy amount per day, so he's more of a marathoner for sure. But I think he he does have a chance if he wants it. I also think Vior or Bailey could have a really good shot at going for it if they drop everything and, and go for it. Um uh, that that addresses that the first sad. the first point of the uh, question. Yeah. Go good good sorry. Continue continue. <laughs> Um, anyway, but yeah, no, so we'll see what happens, but I also think, uh, you know, you mentioned Iron Higer and DK. I think they won't get top five because I, I think playing in Iron will have a severe disadvantage, generally speaking, but it would, I am really looking forward to the race of DK versus Iron Higer because DK is getting really close to 200 mil all and he'll be 200 mil all probably before sailings released. Yeah, because I mean, he keeps popping off like ninety. He's he's had like. I mean, he's ranked two Iron Man right now. Yeah, 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 and he's had like a couple five k years. So like, yeah, no, he's been playing a hundred hours a week for years in a row. And and if he already has, like, if he if he's just getting off of just having completed two hundred mil all, I think when sailing releases, he's gonna have so much more fire than Iron Higer will. How much? how many more hours has he got left to finish? I'm not sure of the hours, but he's really close. Assume, I mean, I'll just assume he's within, like, is he within, like, 3K? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he'll, yeah, he'll get it done. Yeah, so we will see, but that that's the race I'm really looking forward to. It's just those, those Ironmen. Okay, so obviously being an Iron, you know a little bit more about Iron stuff yourself. So uh, real yeah. quick, as, as I'm looking at the Iron High scores here, uh, what do you think the chances that like I'm seeing fifth hardcore Ironman lull is uh he's three he's three k hours away you think uh that motherfucker's on a one nineteen right now god damn yeah you think uh he could uh, potentially be someone to look at like well he's a hardcore and I actually think sailing I think there will be some really high XP rates that are going to be very dangerous personally. Like I think there's going to be risk of dying, okay. so I just can't see him passing up DK or Higer. If if Higer wants it, like he can get it, I think. But I think it's going to be a close race, and I don't know if Higer's willing to put in as much effort as DK is. Well, I, I mean, do want to say something. He's popped off for a lot of uh, hours in the past. I know, so but like, the thing is, like, he hasn't. Like, he by the time sailing's released, it'll have been like almost two years since he's really gamed. So I think that. Yeah kind of takes a toll who knows though maybe the rest that he got would actually help mm. 
<laughs> but you, you, know, you mentioned Bailey Sabe. I think that guy has like a family and everything now, so I don't think he's going to go too hard. Uh, I think okay. the people is going to go hard. I don't think he has a fa- Where'd you see that? No, I've been told. Really? Maybe it's a rumor. That, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I think I the people are going to go hard. I'm hearing of this. Yeah. The people are going to go hard. It's like you mentioned, like, Hubox is going to go hard because he's, like, got the YouTube thing going now and he's obviously, like, a good player as well. Uh, I think Hayjays could be underlooked. I know the guy no. was like more of a consistent player for like 60, 70, something like that. But now there's a full-time streamer. He's a neat. I think it's, it's like good content for him. I can see him going super hard. So like my top five would probably be like... I mean, I'll well, say... Like Rodley I'll, I'll, 1, Foss number 2, maybe Hibox 3, and then Hayjays 4, and like... Fuck it, put Arnat 5. I don't know if you guys know Arnat, but this guy goes so hard in comps. He hasn't played like years, but... When, when it comes to comps, this guy does not uh... best. <laughs> this guy does not best around the comps, okay? If he gets motivated sailing, he'll be around number one. Alright, so I got a couple things with that. Uh, I think predicting someone that doesn't even have 3k EHP that quit years ago... <laughs> That's that is possibly the boldest prediction I've I've heard. I, b- I believe in him. He was on my fantasy um, team. And he would like just pull like a one forty, just like not be tired at all. Emily Uh I don't think Hey Jace has a chance uh, at being top five. I mean, like you know, the he's certainly much more of a marathon player rather than a. You know, like no, I agree with that. But like considering he's a streamer now and he's like making money from it and he's a neat. It's going to be, like, great content for him. I could definitely see him just going hard as fuck. Even though it's not really his play style. It, yeah, I mean, like... It depends he, if he enjoys it. If, if he enjoys he the skill... he might also be motivated for rank one, because he's right number two. So, like, I could easily see him going, like, absolutely crazy. I mean, I... I, I got to, like, he's a very good gamer, but he's a very good, you know, 300 to 350 hour a month uh gamer which you know that was what was required that's, to get but like i get to like three that's p- when he had that job back in the th- day though three, right huh that's when he had like work back in the day right it was so uh, no he uh he had a no no he was a neat for the majority of it oh yeah fair enough then eh, i still believe in him though but so this is he, I mean, like, I, I don't think he's capable of popping off 450s, and I think that that's going to be the minimum threshold. I think he could be counted on for, like, 270s to 350s if he's going as super hard. But from what I've seen him talk about before, uh, like a skill, he's not interested in doing that. Like yeah, yeah he's he's think, said that uh, explicitly. He's not interested in racing. Oh yeah, I haven't heard that. So oh, fair enough. I still think Vior is gonna be number one, but he said no cheating, so <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Um I I think yeah that Heatbox definitely has a chance, real good gamer. Uh but he, here's 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 a valid question. How much of the you know with the uh you know, content creating, you know, having taken off from him in the last year. Do, do you, uh, you know, if you're in, if you're in his shoes, do you just disregard your content creation, like video wise and shit and just stream the whole time? Like, don't. Even oh, be, yeah. Because, oh, like, he... you know, think of the uh, like the effort that he puts into the videos that he has, like, 
you know, like you you can't be doing that if you're going to be competing. No, 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 dude. So, if if he were to decide, like, I am going 100% hard on getting 200 mil sailing first, or you know, being among the first, he could stream that to 800 viewers for a couple months, like easy. Yeah. And yeah. like Twitch pays really good ad revenue now. Like, I mean, if he streamed for uh, 10 maybe, hours a day, maybe just, I'll maybe I'll uh, get back into it then. <laughs> yeah, no. Any anybody that's going for two hundred mil sailing, and if you're going to be dedicated to it, you should really stream because I think I think you'd pop off. Okay. Yeah, he could also he could also uh, hire an editor or something to I get feel some. Like, I, I feel like even having that communication honestly is not worth it. Like, now he would just stream it and probably just record little bits for after the fact, make like a video of it. Yeah, that that'd be his best bet for sure. But yeah, I mean, he 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 would uh, hadn't even thought about him. But yeah, he'd be in contention for sure as a top fiver, as a top five legit, or I should say. He's also. I just gotta also point out. Sorry for interrupting again, but uh, he's also a great innovator. Like I think he fundamentally just knows the intricacies of the game, and so he he'll be able to squeeze in that little bit more XP per hour just all the time. He's just. Sorry really yeah. good at min maxing yeah for sure he's like the wooks of the skilling community i guess you could call him yep yeah i don't really know a ton of the super high level players basically all the old ones that i know have been you know long gone like you guys have talked about with you know hey jace not being probably in contention because he doesn't really plan to go for it links titan not Really existing in the in the space anymore. Um, I did I, I did have uh, a conversation with uh, Haybox about it, and he said he was going to shoot for at least top ten. He wants he wants single digit for sure. So I think he is definitely in contention for a top five legit if he is like 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 you guys had just said streaming the whole time, you know. But I also know that you know the older I think we all get, I think the less. We want to put that strain on our body sometimes, so it's it all depends on. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I can assure you, I will not. Uh, yeah. When a when and if and fuck it if it ever does a, an an additional skill after this would come out, I ain't gonna be here. Yeah. So well, I mean, e- even myself, I'm I'm only 26, I, but I broke my wrist three years ago, and even now, like I I still get like some mild. Um, irritation from that if I'm sitting at my PC too long. So, it, you know, I can only imagine people who have put into a mill, like some of the, some of the people in this, in this room, I'm just blows my mind sometimes. So as far as I don't really have a top five, um, one question I did have though, does harmony still play? That's your, uh, Oh, is that's your, that's why, yes, that's what uh, I thought, but I wasn't for sure. They still do. Right. Okay. That, that is kind of who I had just because of, the history of their accounts and you know how they still made it to rank seven and the the will to win at any cost yeah and and the the they thing is not a pronoun just to clarify oh i get it see and i i did not uh (laughs) i did not know that like i said i'm not super in touch with all the super high level players but i would also like i would like to see an iron man get top five and then, uh, kind of expanding on what we were ta- what you guys were talking about with uh, fifth hardcore Iron Man, 
They talked about in one of the videos that sailing may have dangerous things, but it doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily die. It may it may just mean you'll be like kicked out of the kicked out of the boat and washed up on shore somewhere. So I guess we'll have to see what kind of what things they implement in regards to that specifically. If you will lose status, if you like die on your boat, or if you'll just be kicked back to shore. I think they mentioned that if it was like a combat thingy where some some pirate bores your ship and then you die, then that's obviously a real death. But if your ship was to like capsize or run out of some type of resource that it might have, then that would just be like a wash up upon at shore thing. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess we'll see when and uh, when when inevitably that happens. Well, I feel like we'll inevitably see a hardcore lose lose on like day like first week of sailing because of something silly like that. Yeah. It'd probably be pretty smart of them to just avoid the content entirely for you know, certainly quite a while until yeah, Absolutely. Like <laughs> don't try to be innovative on a hardcore, I would say. <laughs> so wait. Yeah, wait yeah, for was- some solved methods. Yeah, there's a future question regarding this. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to be going for it right away because of the um, potential unwanted combat XP. So, yeah. Um. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, my bad. No, was... oh, no. Go ahead. Uh. So, like, with the uh, like the competing aspect of it, I'm uh like doing. Uh, quite a bit of prep work in anticipation for it. So, um, I've got, so they say late 2024. So my anticipation is that, you know, sometime between July and December is kind of when they're planning on coming out with it. So for trying to compete, I've got a plan that I'm going to try to, uh, you know, follow through with. And, uh, it's going to be you know quite a bit here i mean in one aspect it's kind of good that they're given a little bit of time for that kind of build up so what i'm planning on doing is uh like for work because that's really the only thing kind of in my way of being able to you know potentially be top 10 top 15 um is gonna be yeah like the quantity of work that i have to do uh because obviously i'm not i'm not quitting i'm not going on a leave of absence or any kind of bullshit like that so some of the things that i've been uh doing now since uh sailing past uh, a couple weeks ago is that in preparation uh what i'm doing is work so at, at our work as long as we have you know a minimum amount of staffing working you know that's kind of all that they're looking for in that so what I'm doing right now and what I'm going to be doing later today after this podcast is I've got a shift that uh, like I'm going to be trading with people and I'm going to be accumulating essentially a whole bunch of IOUs. So I've got a guy that I'm working for tonight and uh, you know he will owe me a shift and my plan is to try to get like somewhere between like 20 to 30 uh essentially like full shift ious from you know the other people uh that i work with so ideally what i could do is like as sailing is about to come out you know i mean we're gonna definitely know when that fucking day is uh uh say i have you know 
a dozen people that owe me, you know, two or three days each because like, because, okay. Rather, so, so yeah, this guy, he's going to be off later tonight, but like on his, uh, on his, you know, his paycheck, he's actually putting down that he's working and I'm not putting down that I'm working for it. Cause it's, you know, it's a trade. Like he's trading today, September 16th, 2023 for future time, that future time, that could be September 16th, 2024 for all I fucking care or know about. So like, I'm, I'm trying to bank a whole lot of time in anticipation, um, to be able to do that. So like say sailing is about to be coming out and I have, you know, maybe like five to six weeks of time that other people owe me. So like, I don't have to use my own time. I'm essentially working it prior to the sailing release. So, you know, it's still the same amount of time that I'm working and I'm not, technically taking off for it it's so i'm going to try to get like 20 to 30 days of that and then say we get the day that sailing is going to be coming out and what i'm going to do is you know flop down the schedule for like the people that owe me time and say all right uh you owe me you know this many shifts you know two three four whatever whatever that number is and i'll say all right can you pick and i you know xp rates if we have any idea what that is prior to release may may alter that but you know i might say like hey you, you owe me you owe me four days here is my shift schedule for the next six weeks can you please pick four of like of the time that you owe me can you please pick it in this time frame here and then i'm just gonna have that like pretty much have everyone that owes me time do that and you know then say i can uh that then like i mean i have a lot of vacation time uh, i got holidays and shit that like i'll be able to like I, I did some kind of bad mental math and if i were to uh um if i were gonna be like using vacation time on on top of that like i i think that i could be off of work for like almost three months so jesus but I mean, a lot of that is, you know, having people owe me like six weeks of time prior to release. So that's kind of some of the prep stuff that I'm doing. So like um, my, my goal would be to try to play like 130 hours a week. Uh, like if I'm not having work going on. But. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, that's like top five for sure. If you keep it up. Well, I mean, it would depend. <laughs> I would certainly be racing against the clock until I'd have to go back to work. Yes. So, like, if it's a, if it's under a thousand hours, I, I, you know, I, I'd probably feel pretty good about top ten. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like it heavily is dependent on the meta. Like you were saying, like maybe it's team based, maybe it's risky, maybe it's like not good for level threes, like. All those are kind of kind of hard to take into account. So like, um, if it is like I don't know. I mean, my my list has basically changed. I've been on the call, like, <laughs> but uh, hearing hearing like what you're doing, Randy and whatnot. But for top five hexes, I have got uh, enjoys Randy Dan Gleesack. I had you plundering, but you said um, you said you're not you're kind of worried about it. But if like they like were to somehow guarantee there's no risk, then you'd be next, and then. Uh, after that, I don't know, maybe Seb, I don't I don't really know um what everyone else what everyone's plans are, but that's my Hexus list. Um overall, I have faith, I'm a big fan, so I'm gonna go number one Vior, two enjoys. If it's team based, I don't know about Farva, but 
if it's like Meta's like individual, then I'd probably go number three Farva, number four Fast LT, and then five would probably be Box or again if like level threes are not uh, capped at all, uh, I could see JCW because he went super hard on Necro and could do uh, like 140, 150s, and he's also a full time content creator. I think I think JCW was a big sleeper pick right there. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. Think and yeah. uh and I I agree that that Iron Race is really hype. Like all of them are also really good players. So if the meta hopefully is like high skill ceiling, that'll be a lot of fun. Um and I also like I can't see Jace. I don't need top 5. I don't I don't know if he'll be like top 15 to be honest. Like not to take shots or anything, but like I just he's never really done like 400 hour plus months 450 um and then i and then like another point you guys mentioned uh unknown random person getting 200 mil ceiling first i can't see it like basically all the month wrecks are are pretty like month ehp records are by pretty known players i mean maybe i mean it'd be it'd be kind of cool to see i think that um obviously based off like past uh past experience like i 100 percent guarantee everyone's going to assume if it is a random that they're account sharing but uh but it would be cool if it was some random legit player i guess here here's an interesting question that you talk about like at, at what like what threshold do you think it crosses being uh like if it's a random like say say it's a random guy that no one's ever heard of at what point like yeah, I, I don't even know how to ask it. That, like, yeah, no, I know. What you mean. Like, like far. If you look at like Farva, like everyone when he like, when no, he was no. like at his rise, everyone thought he was uh, account sharing. It yeah, seemed like, yeah. or like a lot of players did. And so, like, I don't know if it was like four fifty months Farva. out of the blue with some random dude. Far- but. Farva's cool though. Hey, uh, shout out Farva if you're watching this. Uh, if you remember, you did promise Dan that you were gonna be on a Hexus podcast. I've been told otherwise, but. Uh, no, you know, I'm a change, big Farva change, fan. Change your mind, Farva. We'd love you to love to have you on. Uh, but yeah, yeah. we uh, we uh, definitely got to get uh, moving on time here. We're blasting way past time okay. frame. Um, so the next question we have is going to be like, what do you think about the top? I think this the top 250 on the high scores are going to be preserved. Uh, like with the release of sailing and you know, like essentially the resetting of the high scores. What do you think about uh, that? I think I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good for legacy players, but otherwise, not really opinion based on that. Yeah, I think uh, it's really up to those players to decide whether they want it to be that way. I don't. I I personally would be completely okay with them just doing a new skill, and then everyone has to compete. There it is. Like, just sucks. But again, that's not really. I'm not in that position, so I don't really have a great uh, view on it. View a great take. I, I like the idea of it, uh, although like my my faith in the web team is even lower than that of any other like branch of the uh, like of Jagex. Like the high scores look like a mess; they function like a mess, uh, and the web team has consistently every single year that I've been playing this game failed to meet the minimum expectations of being a quality. Uh, so, like, I think it's totally on the board that they even forget to do the preservation thing. But I do appreciate that it's something that they are considering. So, thank you for that. 
Uh, so if I understand this question correct, it's basically going to be another high score, right? With like the current high score. Yeah. They also mention like a little potential like emblem or symbol next to your name if you're like top 250 or some shit the, like that, I think. Okay. You know I mean, what I think yeah, would I'm, actually I'm, be cool? Real, hold on, real, Sebi, real quick. You know what I think would actually be real cool is if rather... And I know that they said... Uh, I know that they said 250, but like I think it like it would be cool if they did like top 100 and uh, like on your high scores, but like you know, like this badge they're talking about. I would love if they showed like on that badge, individualized for each person, what your rank was prior to sailing. You know, so like put a 22 on me, put a Sebi. What are you gonna be? 50, 48. Uh, yeah, like 48 or 7. You know, like ha- have Sebi have, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, Lynx can have his yeah. one. I think it would be cool if there was a badge, like not just a badge saying you were top 250, but if that badge showed what your rank was. I may yeah. go a little off topic here, but like, could we like change the question to like... You what can you th- answer the question however you want, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, if I like change the question and we ask like, what do you think about like a new high score? Like, is this going to be like, are you looking forward to a new high score or no? Because the way I look at it, it's giving people, like, a second chance to, like, prove themselves. Like, let's say, like, Rodney Farber, right? Like, this guy obviously deserves front page, arguably rank one. And he's not even on the front page because he, like, started way later than, let's say, Randalicious, right? So, like, a new high score is going to give someone like Farva a chance to, like, get, like, a really good rank. Is that, like, good for the... For high scores or no? What do you think? Um, because like at the same time, like like Randy, you like you gamed for like what six, seven years, like super consistently. Is and like if someone yeah, like DJs I mean, for two months, it, are they necessarily a better skiller than you? Like not really, right? So it's like pros and cons there. Yeah, I mean, like I for for me finishing, uh, I played like between an average of like forty to fifty hours a week for eight and a half years to be able to get it, and like it would yeah. certainly it would certainly be discouraging if uh, you know someone that. Yeah, like some somewhat like a new skill comes out and this person's a neat and just because they're able to dedicate two months of their life or three months way more so than what I did for you like it there's pros oh, yeah, there's yeah. pros and cons to it. I see what you're saying, but um I mean that's it's an inevitability of it is that yeah, there's gonna be there's there's gonna be some guys that are two hundred mil all before release that started way after I did and they're gonna they're gonna blow by me. It's just a uh, you know the nature the nature of the beast. The nature of the beast. All right, we can go next question. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I think. Oh. I think. Yeah, yeah. Fuck plundering. Fuck onyx. <laughs> Don't let them answer. Okay, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> so not Max, but goodness. <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea overall, just to have like a snapshot or whatever. And hopefully you can click on each individual player's name so you can see, like, all of their ranks and stuff. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, it's a good idea. Um, I know we're short on time, so I'll say it is going to be really sad to see, lose, see Lynx lose his rank one. But, uh, mm-hmm. but so I kind of like, like the idea of it. But my concern is that, like, if they do this, I think that there's a chance they could be like, all right, well, now you, all you guys who are 200 mil all got your, like, permanent rank, so now, like, we're going to, you know, like, they could be more apt to, like, buff XP rates and shit, because, like, all these top 250 players, like, the people who put in a ton of time and, like, did it, kind of the older methods, like, 
have their acknowledgement and then I feel like they could use that as like a launch pad to like just start buffing like all, all methods basically because they already have like a permanent like emblem or whatever so that's like my one fear oh I also wanted to add uh, on the web team uh, incompetence I guess you could say it uh, the uh, account build high scores like for level threes and one defense peers their their 200 mil ranks are based on whoever logged in first and not who got the 200 mil first <laughs> so, oh fuck so that's like another thing example? that yeah an example of how they're not that great so yeah that's a potential issue Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can recall a time where the web team in ten and a half years has ever once impressed me with the work that they've been able to produce. It has always, without fail, been something that has failed to meet the expect the minimum expectations of having a decently designed, essentially spreadsheet of information for uh, people and the way that it's uh, kind of outputted to us. Like it still looks disgusting right now with having such a whack ass scroll bar on the left hand side. Uh, you know, look at look at skills, look at bosses, look at like just everything that they have. It's just so sloppy and is so overdue for needing a uh, better design i believe but uh sailing definitely is going to be planned to have a section dedicated to it on what i would imagine to be practically every podcast leading up to its release uh so you know like we're a skilling clan and a new skill is like quite literally the the biggest updates ever come to the game for us so, I mean, it's been an hour and a half and we haven't even really gone too, like, as, as far into it as we probably could. But um, we're going to move on to the next, uh, like, section here, just talking about, uh, like, Varlamore and the Hunter Guild. But there's other things that go on besides sailing. So, if you guys have any other sailing questions that you want us to answer in the future, uh, you know, join our Discord and uh, submit a topic on it. Uh, so the Hunter Guild uh, is part of uh, Varlamore, which is an expansion to the south side of Zaya. One of the updates that they're coming out with in that is called Rumors. So Rumors are going to be similar to how a task is for Slayer or how a contract is for farming. You will be tasked with catching specific creatures for a reward. This is essentially taking an element of what's Artisan, which was a skill that was pulled in 2014, and adding this in... Uh, like an element of that skill, just adding it in as a generalized training method uh, for the Hunter Guild. What do you think about this method? I think uh, Autumn Elegy said it best on Twitter. Shout out Autumn Elegy. Uh, Slayer for farming, Slayer for hunting. I do not want Slayer for every skill. I play a level 3 because Slayer is the worst skill. Hot take, I know. But that is that is uh, that is my opinion. I don't like I don't like contracts. I don't like that they're like the meta for Iron Man. I don't like because we already know that this would be like the best way to do it, basically, especially with the other things they're pulling into it. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, rumor is bad. I would like just Hunter Guild activities. I haven't read much into this Hunter Guild in all honesty, but I feel like we have like a lot of Hunter methods already. Herbivore, Chains, Medical Monkeys. I think the variety is there, and all these like mini-games, whatever this is, they're like forcing it to the game is questionable, but 
I mean, I'm down for content. I'm terrible hunter, so that doesn't really affect me the way, but. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope it's not like some meta shit. Like, I really hate hourlies, dailies, or if it's like something where you do it and do some other skills in between. Like, any of that's really cringe. And like, like Seb said, like Hunter's super diverse right now. There's no reason to change it at all. Like, it's it's honestly, I mean, the only shitty thing is Driftnet. But aside from that, like, I I know that people like Driftnet, but multi skilling is is kind of cringe in my opinion. But like, aside from that, like. Yeah, you have monkeys for AFK. You've got herbivore for slightly for like better XP, but more effort. Red chins for uh, a little bit more XP and a lot more effort. And then black shins is like high risk, lots of effort. So yeah, I just don't, I don't see why they need to change hunter at all. Well, you've got birdhouse as a dailies too, right? We yeah, see. yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as long as That's they don't hourly. add more birdhouses, I'll be. I'll, I'm actually fine with them coming out with a hunter guild. I think it might be kind of fun to just get a bit more variety. And it looks like some of the stuff that those hunter creatures drop are actually going to have some value now. So, yeah, if I'm it's like value based, I'm fine with that. But if it's XP, like I just, if it's like a new meta, I just, I just don't think that hunter needs that at all. I don't think anything will be a new meta. To be honest, we already have black chins and. You don't think the white Other. sallies could be uh, 300k plus? Nah. Yeah. I think they could be, and I like. I think there's certain like, uh, <laughs> uh, in fear of giving them a good idea, I think that making uh like those white salamanders like cost money to train, but be the best XP per hour, does kind of have a. You know, like that, I don't think would actually be a terrible update uh, to it. Whereas, yeah. you know, like doing, you know, 200 mil hunter right now, you're getting almost those are like you're able to get damn good rates, but you know, make a couple bill if they had it, you know, say they had it like 15% faster XP, but you have to pay money for it. As what, like, I think that could have a place. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think that as long as um, it's like high skill ceiling. I think yeah, that'd be would, good. It would certainly it would, have to be different than like the black and red <laughs> salamanders yeah. so right now. Like these, yeah. these are some advanced uh, Zaya salamanders. That, I don't, I don't know, think they're changing it. any of that, though. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. the super salamander. <laughs> yeah. That would uh, what about gold sink too, right, Randy? If you did it like you said. Uh, I mean, no? it, it would it would depend on what is used for the. Like for the training method, I mean, two hundred mil all would cost more. I don't know if it would necessarily be a gold sink though, per se. Yeah, and it could potentially tip the scales out of like having to do drift net to two hundred mil hunters. So that'd be nice for sure. Uh, adding on to that, uh, so since black salamanders are in the wilderness, they get an extra trap. So mountain salamanders could maybe not be as great as black chins because there's one less trap that you can use. Yeah, I mean, I would kind of be surprised if they rewrote the meta with those. Yeah, and for the uh, contract, uh, the rumor thing, uh, I I really hate those uh, training methods. And again, like Mayfield said, I don't like Slayer. So uh, yeah, that kind of thing isn't really appealing to me. And I've also never done a farming contract, nor birdhouses. On any account, so yeah. Birdhouses is the only reason I have 99 Hunter. Bam. I don't like that skill. 
And part of the appeal of Slayer is like getting a shitload of XP and other skills at the same time. Like, and you're not going to do that with Hunters. So you'd just be doing this with Hunter XP. It'd be kind of weird. Yeah. All right, so they are uh, adding a well, a Quetzal pet. Uh, it's going to be a new hunter pet as part of like the rumors. So uh, you do the contract, and then you have a chance of getting this new hunter pet. Do you think Hunter needs a third skilling pet? So we've got the Chinchampa pet, we've got the herbivore. Do you think that this needs a third pet? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind uh, any pets that get released. Personally, I think it's always cool to have other goals to strive for that really aren't affecting much. So I'm cool with it. See, I, I like pets uh, as as an idea. I think that that is one of the best updates that they've ever done. It's funny to me, always thinking about how pets actually failed to poll when they were initially polled um, the first time. But I don't like skilling pets. Uh, I like boss pets. I think that those are great and is something that they need to always ensure that they do when they release a new boss. But I don't like skilling pets, uh, and I don't... Don't like the idea of adding in a third one. Um, and then from, uh, like, I, I'm obviously never going to get all pets or anything of the sort. But uh, one thing about, like, adding in, like, these skilling pets is that, uh, you know, like, say for, like, woodcutting, for example, you get, like, a 15 times catch or, uh, like, pet rate at 200 mil. They uh, made a change uh, before where they... Oh, Jesus. Uh, they made a change before with... Um, winter todd and that before you never used to be able to get you never used to be able to get the uh pet but with the accelerated rate through winter todd but now you can you're not going to be able to you can't get that with the herbivore right now if you have 200 mil hunter you have the same chance as if you have 200 mil as if you you know have no other levels so I don't know, like it. <laughs> I guess if they add it in a way that Winter Todd is to where you have that enhanced rate at 200 mil, I'd be okay with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Sebe for sure. Like, it's a good, like, pets are a good motivator for, uh, like, to introduce content without, like, breaking other things. So I don't, I don't really care. I just can't imagine being a pet hunter. Like, that sounds so demotivating. Especially because my pet luck is uh, extremely unlucky. What's your worst uh, one? Uh, Two hundred mil fishing, no hearing. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, and then and then on my all with Vorkath, I went like I think I was like seven point two k or some shit like that. Dry. You got no heron. It's like what? No, nope, two hundred mil. One. <laughs> Fuck, man, that's horrible. Yeah, it's wild. As far as a new pet for hunter i am thumbs down except i have one exception to this rule hunter is the only skill where you can't do any method to obtain the pets i understand why for herbivore and for the chin i I get it right but i don't like that specifically for hunter because there are people who don't like chins uh, people who don't like to do the herbivore whatever i think that if they're going to add scaling pets they should be able to be obtained from every facet of that skill. So in that sense, I am a thumbs down, but in the sense of new pet for things to do, things to go for, thumbs up. Uh, 
think like third hunter pets a little ridiculous, but I mean, considering I already have two armor hunter, I have like no reason to train the skill otherwise. So like I'm all for it, whatever. At least then I can try out the new content without feeling bad. Yeah, I agree with Mayfield on the uh, only ha only being able to get the pet from certain methods. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, so I listened to the Q and A on the Hunter Guild thing, and Jmod Other explained her point of view and that there's there's two pets that are gated behind the Hunter skill, but they aren't necessarily Hunter pets. And the proposed Quetzal pet would be more similar to the uh, pets that are achieved or acquired from the other gathering skills. So it's going to be there's going to be a more uh, a wider variety of methods that you can use in order to get pets. Like even if it's based off of the rumors, you'll still be hunting different creatures and using different methods to get those pets. So overall, I'm fine with it. So Fimbria submitted a topic he wanted us to discuss uh, the Duke um, like six hour uh, botting method that people are doing. So for this, people were cheating by putting something down on their spacebar as an example, essentially then having a one to infinite input to output mining and getting about 60k mining XP per session. This was apparently fixed earlier this week. But this was something in the game that people were doing every hour of every day for the last like six weeks or so. Uh, what did you think about that as a method? And are you surprised that they fixed it? Extremely ridiculous as a method. It's basically like if you don't care about EHP or hours played compared to that, it's basically zero time mining. Yeah. Uh, you just set it to set it and forget it when you go to bed. Wake up, do everything else. Go to bed, get sixty k mining. By the time you max everything else, you'll have ninety nine or more experience with that mining. As far as being surprised, they fixed it kind of for how long uh, Guffin's Nightmare Zone existed, for how long things like that all existed in general. Um. Don't like that now they want to just continue adding low APM methods like this for people in regards to like changing things. I do like that they talked about changing stars to help with the AFK mining stuff. I know people don't like mining, but as far as this goes, you know, it should be in a similar sense of people. I don't know if people should get banned for it permanently, maybe a temp. Kind of like people who were abusing the TOA glitches when they came out. There's a few people who got perm, but a bunch of people got temp banned for that. So people know, like, hey, you know, stop that, stop that shit off. As far as that's my opinion, as far as that goes. Yeah, it was wrong to have that in the game at all. And, you know, I've been really outspoken about this in recent weeks because I just it's actually surprises me how many people are not against it and but the main arguments I get against it are all straw man arguments saying like oh well they should focus on botting as a whole before they would you know address something like this and other things are I've been you know accused of why haven't you been outspoken about six houring the blast uh, furnace 
pump and splashing and uh, nightmare zone. And I've been against all of those. I think anything where you're literally away from your computer for hours at a time gaining XP is completely against the spirit of this game and should be removed. And I think anybody that's holding a space bar to just stay logged in for six hours, even if it's just at the pump, I th- I think that's completely wrong as well. And people do it, but like, well, and you it's know, like, you, it, it is actually cheating too. Is the thing? Yeah, not it is. Like it, it is cheating, but like, it's un like, it's undetectable. Not to not to defend Guthans, but like that was an actual game mechanic. You know, like you are in combat, you're able to stay locked. Like that that was an that was a game mechanic. Whereas, you know, manipulating the game outside of the game to force yourself like that is is certainly cheating. Well, I would even argue that the Nightmare Zone was cheating but jagex was clearly okay with it they were clearly okay with it so that is the concern but yeah any any time you're like genuinely not at your keyboard but you're having something held down like that needs the whole holding your keyboard thing like that can be a thing to stay logged in that's fine but almost every method after 20 minutes your guy should just stop doing what he's doing so you can't do things for six hours straight that's where i find a problem i am literally okay with AFK, like if that Duke mining stayed in and was just 20 minutes, I'm totally okay with that. Like we've gotten to the point where we generally, the majority of the community thinks that 20 minutes is fine. AFKing something's just really slow. I'm totally cool with that. Splashing, the pump, any nightmare zone, 20 minutes, that's totally fine. But you have to, like your guy should stop, like, or some, or maybe you have to hit another key on your keyboard, just something to prevent people from just ho- holding a weight on their keyboard and it being fully undetectable. So I'm glad they fixed it, the Duke mining thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything. Like, I think it's pretty cringe when people are like, oh, it's only 60k XP. Like, why do you guys care? It's like, it's not the XP, really. It's the, it's the principle of being able to put a space bar on your, like, where, where does that end, too? Like, there's other shit that you can do with, like, hotkeys and putting, like, weights on your keyboard to do, like, arty nights or shit like that. Like, I don't know how that's not just, like, bannable, but um, it, if it's, like, I, I don't know, I think they should make a statement on it and then just ban anyone if they if they do that, because I don't know how it's not. But, yeah, like, 20-minute AFK, definitely agree with all that stuff. Yeah, I agree with everything that was said, and I am pretty surprised that they removed the method relatively quickly compared to the uh, NMZ and splashing thing remaining in the game for like two or three years. It was two years, five days. Yeah, uh, obviously not good. I'm glad that they fixed it. And I am also at the same time surprised that they fixed it as well. Uh, so, you know, I'll dog on them when they don't do something well and I'll give them credit when they do this, you know, real good on them for doing that. Uh, one of the things that really pisses me off is like the, the, the pro uh, Duke botting people are like, well, you know, some of us don't have, you know, all day to play and grind. So, okay, if you don't have all fucking day, then you don't need to have the same stats, you know, like it. The stats come from being earned. Like, what? Yeah. You're a 1,483 total level idiot who voted yes to sailing, and you're botting your mining, telling me that you know you don't have enough time to play. Okay, then you don't need the skills. That that that's it. It's a game of progression. So, yeah, that's what fundamentally scares me is that we do have an influx of p- 
people that just want this game to turn into any other game. And like this game is so different than every game. And there's a reason why it's been so successful for over 20 years because it is different and you do have to grind for your stuff. And that's the beauty of the game. Like you grind, you don't just get shit for free. Very well said for sure. Yeah. And there's that, there's that mobile game called Melvor idol. I think it's called. And it's basically RuneScape, and I think Jagex even um, bought it, maybe. But there's an idle game that you can play if you want that kind of stuff. I, I have heard. no comments, by the way. I'll remove yourself from the question if you got nothing on it. Um, so, move, moving on. Uh, what was that game, Blundering? Melvor Idol. Okay, I'll uh, I'll take a note. Maybe I'll check it out. It's not a bad game. Just idle. Yeah. So, NMZ. <laughs> All right. So, uh, shout out to the top page. Ultimate Iron Man error occurred. Uh, who died doing that cheating Duke method? Uh, p- apparently, lost two point seven bill in gear and supplies as an Ultimate Iron Man. If you were him and that happened to you, what would you do? Would you quit? Would you keep playing? So, I think this is a fantastic question. Um, does anybody else in here play an Ultimate Iron Man? I have in the past. Never have, no. Nope. So as somebody who has almost wiped everything, all of my progress, um, I knew in the back of my mind I would 100% still keep going and, and rebuild. Um, it's also funny that this comes up at this time because uh, did any of you guys ever see the top page uh, Reddit on 07scape or 2007scape, I forget what it's called, uh, where that Ultima Iron Man got PK'd and died and lost like 1.6 bill? Yeah, I think I remember that. That was a friend of mine. Okay. And you, and you guys know what he did right when he was when that happened? He said, well, now I have nothing to lose, so I'm now I'm going to go do wilderness content and finish the Void Waker. So I, th- I think it, it kind of speaks as to each person's mentality in yeah. that. God, God bless him finding the positives. Yes. yes. That wouldn't be my response. <laughs> so as an Ultimate Iron He's Man myself, I am. who has... Almost wiped and had that had to have this thought before. I uh, I would definitely continue playing, um, but God, I would be embarrassed if I died doing this, doing like a botting slash shooting method. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I would definitely still keep playing because knowing that the incident was preventable and the only fault was my own, that would that would motivate me to keep going and rebuild. Man, I, I'd be quitting. <laughs> Just that that's thousands out. Goodbye. Yep. I would, uh, I would log off, try to never even think about the game again, probably just pretend like it never happened and pretend like I never played RuneScape to begin with. But <laughs> if I were to keep playing, I would probably like fly and just say like, I've, fucking died like spamming gem knights or something not tell anyone how much i lost and like start a different account or something i don't know if you were that guy like you know i i was like you know hey i'll say this i got respect that he uh you know admitted to it yeah you know i'll give him that 
Oh, eight, eight, and they'll quitter. Okay, like, I'd keep going. I mean, first of all, we just never make Ultimate Aria, man, so hard to say, but I'm not a quitter, <laughs> so I just freaking uh, keep going, man. Fuck it. Not getting to them all because I'm a quitter, you know what I'm saying? Well, 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 well how, how much are you going to be playing in a couple months uh, once you uh, finish 200 mil all here? Are you going to be uh, doing any sailing prep or, uh, or are you quitting? I, I don't know, like do some PVM probably. Okay. We should, uh, we, we gotta get in on our next, uh, uh, business. Oh yeah, I can teach some next, no problem. <laughs> some right. duo, me and Randy. Well, we're gonna need someone to fucking carry me at least for a little bit. <laughs> uh, until I can figure out, uh, some of the mechanics, but, um, Moving on, uh, one of the other uh, kind of bigger updates that happened um, was Desert Treasure 2. Um, if you, uh, like, did you do did you do Desert Treasure 2? And uh, if so, what did you think about it and the bosses and, like, the rewards that come from it? On the stress 2, yeah. I, mean, I did it for the uh, Rings for Say, right? The Altar and the Magus. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of them power creeping ancestral. That's a little crazy. Like, you're power creeping a power crept item. <laughs> like, imagine when they, like, start power creeping, like, Masori, or, like, it's just going to get crazy soon. But I still like the way they did it. It's only better for Baraching. I think they did a great job. And uh, the bosses, I'm only killed once, once per, like, every boss once. So I don't really know. I mean, they looked great, I guess. Uh, I like the fact that you need to do the quest for the rings, though. So, like, you can't get the rings, like, level 3. They'll be a little broken. <laughs> well, it wouldn't uh, have a benefit for the level 3. Yeah, I mean, plus 2 bonus level 3, right? It's quite a lot for just a ring. You can get imbued rings, I think, level 3 with Fight Arena, but having an altar in level 3, that's a little crazy. The, um, the warrior ring upgrade thing would be useful maybe with the poison dynamite since that goes off of your attack bonuses okay i just have enough thought of something like that but yeah <laughs> yeah i think the bosses are fun i've only really focused on vardorvis and duke so far on my account but obviously i've killed all of them once at least and i'm looking forward to leviathan and whisper grinding those out um i did the awaken version of vardorvis so far and that was really fun. It was just, it, it's difficult, but really it's just a little bit of practice. And then you get the hang of like what's going on. So I like that they also came out with the, uh, the Awakened versions. And I think the way they did it with the Awakened Orbs is interesting. And I'm glad they're testing little things out like that, that are, that seem just new and different. And I don't know, I think the way they did it was pretty cool. And I think the bosses are great. I love Vardorvis. I think it's simple. I think it's to the point, and it is. I mean, it's repetitive, but I think it's it, it keeps you pretty engaged. Duke gets better over time. Initially, Duke just feels awful because you're running and kind of skilling a little bit before every single fight, but you kind of get into the groove of things, and it becomes a little bit more fun over time. Uh, I haven't done it, but I mean, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it was a good, like, a really good quest. People liked it. People liked the bosses. So, I um, 
I mean, it seems like it was a pretty dang good update from what I've heard. But, yeah, I mean, the power creep's a little cringe, but whatever. I'm going to do it uh, at some point. Uh, definitely waiting until the questing plugin uh, comes out with it. And they said they were going to wait oh, a month. Oh, is, is it out correct. now? Is it out now? Yes, I heard, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll uh, get around to it at some point here, because uh, the what's the uh, what's the name of the ring that gives like the range bonus? Vendator. Okay, yeah. I mean, I need that for like the Zora that I'm doing right now. So, eighty-seven fifty-six kills, no pet, by the way. So, yeah, it'll be. I mean, I'm gonna wait. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, so I was just waiting for the questing plugin. You should track how many deaths you get. It's going to be that bad? Well, maybe. Oof. All right. Oh, so uh, I haven't done the quest, but I might in the future on an alt account. Um, from what I've seen in videos and streams, the bosses are pretty cool, and there's a variety of difficulty in both new and old mechanics. And the rewards are... Um, relatively balanced outside of the rings like the uh vertus robes are only good for ancients and yeah that's it yeah are they uh i i haven't actually watched any people killing it or anything how comparable like if you had to compare it to a different boss that's already in the game uh, and like say that even you've done that. What uh like what would be a comparable boss that's already out that it would be similar to? What boss in particular? Like any of the four? Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Are they that wildly different in mechanics? Yeah, they're all different. Um, but they're all probably on the level of I would say learning Zora, where it's just like, okay, it's kind of a bitch. You're probably gonna die a few times because you're just learning it. But and it's not exactly like Zora, where Zora is more of a memory game. Yeah, and there's not really many switches you have to do either in any of the fights. They're all just kind of one style, so it really is just learning it immediately. And then, yeah, it's a little bit more fast paced each fight, but you get it down within fifty kills. A little bit. It's they're they're more difficult than Vorkath, but okay. Yeah, but you get used to them after about fifty kills. I I had real quick. I had this guy. Do you think Vorkath or Zora is more difficult? Zora. Oh wow! Okay, uh, you know the, the the people that are actually PVMers keep telling me that, and I mean I feel yeah, like- Zora is much more difficult. I mean, first of all, there's a memory game initially, so like you're just actually clueless for your first few kills. You're like no idea what's going on. I mean, more and then so there's like after you've got it down. I mean, even after you got it down, if you want to be efficient, you got to do a lot of gear switching throughout the whole fight and movement. Where Vorkath is just stay one style and just hit boss, dodge stuff. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to that. That's, that was what I was planning on doing after I get this Zolra pet here. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, moving on. Uh, there are some limited edition RuneScape plushies available now. It's, uh, you know, they, they, they don't really do much merch stuff. So I thought it was noteworthy to include in here. The plushies that they have are going to be the Gnome Child, the Wise Old Man, Neve, and Bob the Cat. Of those, what one's your favorite? Any chance you're going to buy any or all of them? I like the Neve the most out of them, and uh, Bob the Cat probably my second favorite. 
And I don't think I'll be buying any of them since shipping costs are ridiculous from the UK. What are they? I, uh, cause like, it's, it's, is it like just for the item itself, it's 30, right? Oh, I didn't even look at the shipping costs. I just know that shipping from outside of the country is just, yeah, not, not doing that. Yeah. And, uh, I'm a big, big, wise old man. Wow, man, man, proprietor, and Bob the Cat. Um, yeah, shipping costs from the UK to US are pretty expensive. I promised my roommate if he got an Infernal Cape within the first week that he was uh, going for it, I would buy him the Infernal Cape keychain. And uh, I think it cost me like $17 in shipping God just for damn. a keychain. Jesus. But he got his Infernal Cape, so he deserved it. Chances of me buying these, probably pretty low. They're available for another four days, nine hours, 54 minutes, and 35 seconds. Uh, I like the, uh, I like the gnome child one the best. Um, you know, like people who don't play RuneScape recognize and know the gnome child. Um, so I like that. Uh, probably put wise old man at two, Neve three, Bob the cat four. Cause like, yeah, but. I didn't I didn't even think about like shipping or anything like that, but I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll, if I were to get one, I, I think it would be the gnome child. But I mean limited time. Maybe. Maybe worth it, but um next we got uh question is have you ever been burnt? Uh and if so like if not, like just talk about like how how do you feel motivated? How do you stay engaged? Um, yeah, like, I don't know for me, like I, for a long time, I worked full time at a job that I could not like mobile at all. And so like mobile release, uh, definitely kind of burnt me out cause I had to play so much outside of, uh, like without any like zero time and just like everyone else's hours just were like fucking through the roof. So that was kind of rough, but, uh, but I mean, I, I don't know, I, I guess like I kind of just stick to like a daily XP goal for like whatever skill I'm working on. And then, uh, and then like kind of try to go off that like a monthly XP goal. And I base like there, like there is like a couple months ago, like I actually had like, I'm going for 200 mil mining. I had no clue what mining XP I was even at. Like all I did was look at what XP I was getting each day. And I was like, I don't even like, I think I'm at like a 130. And I, I mean, I just checked, but like, cause somebody asked me while I was streaming or something, I like had no clue what I was even at. So. I just set like a daily XP goal for myself and uh, and then like buff it up on the weekends a little bit and then um, like monthly goals and then eventually get there. So I don't really like the term burnt, uh, but I have taken some extended breaks from the game due to real life obligations becoming more of a priority. Like when I was in high school, I drastically reduced my playtime or stopped completely Burnt. during the base, during the baseball seasons because um, I, I don't like I'm not really good at splitting my time and I like to go hard in whatever I'm doing. And yeah, so I also don't think that having a change in plans doesn't always equate to being burnt. And if in my case, it's usually a preventative measure to avoid burning out. 
And to stay motivated, I like to set both long-term and short-term goals. So I always feel like I'm making some sort of noticeable, noticeable progress. And I don't force myself to do methods I don't enjoy. But I will at least always attempt most methods so that um, because there's a lot of skills have these little intricacies that are satisfying to me. And you never know what those could be before trying out the methods yourself. Um, see, I think like the times that I probably like felt most burnt was uh, like 2014, like when I was getting close to finishing maxing, and I was uh, you know, like one of like top 10 ish. So, um, I was kind of burnt. It was uh, at the end of my freshman year of college, and uh, you know, I was just looking to just kind of finish. I was uh, doing the motherload mine back then. Uh, there was no tick manipulation for mining, so like the motherload mine was like 40k, and I, and you also were not allowed to play on alts to, uh as well by rule. Um, so like I uh, did motherload, and it was like 40k an hour, and that shit just really kind of weared on me. Uh, as I was getting 99 on it, uh, a couple of times I probably said like definitely felt burnt was um, like while I was doing Slayer, like there was for probably like uh, like agility took me like 3,000 hours, Slayer took me like 2,000, so you know 5k hours, which is kind of split up amongst probably like two two and a half years of just doing the same two skills. Um, that was that kind of wore on me a bit uh, as I was kind of tagged like doing them. Like Samuel, like I'd do Slayer for a couple hours, and then maybe you know I wanted to take a break, and my break would be agility. So I'd say I was kind of feeling burnt while I was doing those, like the two slowest skills in the game at the same time, straight to 200 mil. But to stay motivated, uh, I mean when when I was you know gaming for like for 200 mil all, it was just uh you know having that goal in mind, trying to stay consistent, and you know just having something I wanted to do, and just just pushing really so not healthy i, I think one of the biggest things oh sorry go ahead you have something else no that was it okay um i definitely been burnt in like the past or i guess i also don't like the term but we'll use it for what we're talking about here um when i was doing college i didn't really play that much from, from about like 2016 to early 2019 i don't really play a ton um and i was pretty casual back then and then i made this account and then it just kind of been a, a straightforward push ever since probably december 2019 been pretty consistent of course um i travel for work sometimes so i don't always get to put in the time i want i think the biggest thing um um that i like to think about is even if I only play one hour a day, I'm still, you know, gaining XP. So on days where I only get to play an hour or log in and do an hour of fire making or fishing or whatever, I'm still moving towards my goal. And the, even if it's slow, I'm still eventually going to hit what I want to get done. And I think that's what kind of kind of keeps me motivated of the tuna mall grind and it's pretty much infinite on an account like mine. So I'll I'll virtually never run out of things to do. Hmm. I personally just like start doing more AFK stuff. Well, let's say I'm <laughs> in construction, like I'm burning out, I'll go to BM. 
Like, it's not more advanced than that, really. Or if I do, like, VM, maybe I'll close down, like, one or two alts. Maybe run zero alts if I'm, like, really burnt. And just open up, like, another game as the VM. Send, like, some uh, Hearthstone as the VM or some shit. Like, just, like, play uh, less efficiently, I suppose. It's usually how I do it. Yeah, I think the thing that really keeps me pretty motivated is the times I've been absolutely the most motivated in this game, I always see the times where I wasn't as motivated as like, uh, like I appreciated that I didn't just quit or, you know, de-iron or do anything rash. That's just like, you know, that I would look back on and be like, why did I do that? Like I was just a little bit burned through the stage. So like the times I'm motivated, I'm always grateful for the time I have put into this account because I do like the overall progression of just like like Mayfield was saying, if you only play an hour a day, like you're still getting somewhere. And like this past year, I've definitely been a lot, like I wouldn't even say burnt, but I just play a lot less uh, for various reasons. Like I just want to progress my real life a little bit more in certain aspects like fitness and just getting outdoors a lot more. Um, But I know there will be a time where I get a lot more motivated for this game, just grinding, and I want to sit down for a lot more hours every day. And I'm going to be grateful for, even in that time, I wasn't as motivated toward the game. I was still gaining XP, and so I got a lot of stuff done along the way. Because, yeah, that's kind of how I see at least the motivational factor. It's like everything you do in this game will progress your account in some way. So, yeah, I mean, cool. we talked about the game almost being like an idle clicker before, but you know, another thing that I've had that's like motivated me in the past has been like, say, I start watching like a new TV show uh, that I find really like, if I'm doing that, like I'm watching a new TV show. Okay, aside from the like anything Star Wars related, that gets my full that that and Vikings games get my full full undivided attention. But, you know, like uh, an example is uh, this uh, new show came out uh, earlier this year called Quarterback. And, uh, you know, one of the quarterbacks that it was following is Kirk Cousins. And, you know, I thought that that was super interesting. It was really motivating. So for for me, um, although, you know, applying it more sort of like real life stuff, like I was working out, like I got an elliptical in my gym, uh, in my home gym. And, you know, I'd want to watch the next episode. So... Turn that, turn that bitch on, run on the elliptical for, you know, like 50 minutes or so for like how long that was. So like, and that was the same like mentality that I applied, like when I was uh, like training and going for 200 mil all was that, you know, get turned on to a new show or, you know, even like a new series or something like that. And it's like, all right, like I definitely want to see like what's next. And you know, that Play, being logged into RuneScape just kind of becomes like a byproduct of of the interest in things outside of RuneScape, so it benefits uh, in that. Like, uh, and I'll give an example. Like right now, one of the one of the things that uh, has kind of got me a little bit motivated to, uh, right now, um, aside from you know, like just set like on its own, is that uh, I got uh, a bunch of new, like, audio books uh, that I'd like to listen to. And, uh, you know, I, I did the math. There is a couple hundred hours worth worth of them. And I'll just tell you this, like, from the PBMing that I've been doing, uh, like, post 200 mil all, like, you know, obviously, like, I am nowhere near the skill get, uh, level that most other people are PBM-wise. But, you know, like, 
I don't find it as easy to like where whereas like when you're skilling, for example, at least for me, I found it pretty easy to be watching a show, playing my main, and then playing, you know, several alts on the side. I don't find myself uh, being able to like w pay as much attention to those shows now as I PVM as opposed to like when I was doing skilling. So um, like audio books is something that uh, I think would be a much better listen to like for me at this current point in time. So like I'm kind of motivated to like over the next couple of months, listen to I got like a dozen or so of them um, and just kind of go through, listen to those while doing some PVM crap in game. Yeah, audiobooks are incredible for this game. It's any sort of podcast or audiobook specifically. Yeah. Uh, something else that's very motivating is listening to the Hexes podcasts. So, you know that that'll keep you interested for a couple hundred hours. They really do, and they <laughs> slap like those early episodes. Genuinely slap. I'm uh, I I love going back in time. There's like they're like little time capsules, dude. Yeah, that that's you know like one thing that like as I was remastering is like I, it was one of the things that I had in mind was like just you know wanting to you know be able to get them because yeah like it gives you an idea of what the players were thinking at that time because here's the thing you know like I've listened you know as I listen to every single one it's like all right like you know here here's an example I was shit talking volcanic mind prior to release and. You know, literally years later, when I actually went around and started training, uh, it it became one of potentially like my favorite method that I ever ended up training. But before even training it, I was shit talking it heavy. So uh, it's interesting to see how different players' opinions evolve and just just how the game does as well. Well, all right. Uh, we had a submitted topic here. But uh, what uh, achievements or records are you that you've set are you most proud of? I would say for myself, if you look on the, obviously it's a very niche uh, temple page, the level 3 UIM temple page. When it comes to total XP or runecrafting or fire making, I am top 2 or 3 in most of those categories. Whereas that being yearly, 6 hour, day, month, week. There are obviously some where I have been surpassed since then. Obviously, since like we had talked about before, I'm I'm not as active of a gamer as I once was, but uh, but I still hold a lot of those to this day. I think I still have the six hour fire making record. You know, just a just a few small things, as well as uh, achievements. I am honestly, I'm just most proud that I have stuck with this account as long as I have. I used to have a very bad habit of swapping accounts. Um, but over my three and a half years of playing this account, I have made some alts, had some fun doing some other things like EVM, Group Iron Man when it came out, limited builds, um, other games, um, whatever it may be. But through all that time, I have stuck with, uh, stuck with Mayfield. Yeah, I think the most proud achievements I have that are not really related to skilling, but um, being the first Iron Man and only Iron Man in the game right now to have a, a full classic gilded set is pretty cool. I get to flex uh, many, that. What what? Uh, how many clues did you have at the time of uh, getting that? Well, there's a mixture of like masters, elites, and hards, but I think mm. I got the final piece of the classic four piece gilded set, which is just like the plate body, full helm, plate legs, and kite shield. The kite shield was the last piece, and it was around thirty eight hundred hards, I think. Okay. 
Um, but also I had done a bunch of elites and masters. So getting that was cool. Also having four pieces of third age is really cool. One of my like ultimate long-term goals is to get a full set of third age, which would be insane. And another proud achievement is getting my inquisitor's mace and just sticking to that grind. And also just getting my Zuck helm as early on as I did. I think I surprised myself and my ability. There was a lot of pieces of content I just thought was like I just I knew I wasn't proficient at and I just sat down and got it done. So that was also a cool little achievement. Uh getting two hundred mil runecraft was probably my most notable achievement since it was my first two hundred mil on any account including an RS3 or pre-EOC. And it also boosted my confidence since I felt that if I could do what's commonly thought is the worst skill, I could do them all. And during the seven-month grind, I went from about 40 mil XP to 200 mil in runecrafting. And this was when I really started getting into more efficient skilling as I binged the old Hexus podcasts to help uh, past the time yeah and yeah and i also made a ton of gp during that grind which opened the door to a lot of more efficient methods that would be viable for me and um the records i enjoyed going for the most would be the level three slayer records that i achieved during the week that the dragon candle dagger <laughs> from the 2023 birthday event it uh, had a guaranteed zero hit, so uh, me and a certain other high-ranking level 3 player worked together to gather experience, task locations, and generally optimizing the methods. And I really enjoyed that, and that made me consider that factor of what a new skill could bring to the game and its community, like collaborating and just finding like all those uh, little things that you can do to uh, become more efficient and all that. Yeah, that was a really fun time for me. And that makes me look forward to the new skill as well. Um, for achievements, probably 200 mil agility because that was my first 200 mil. Never, I barely even had any 99. So it was, it was pretty cool for me to do like, 3.3k hours or whatever it was back then even though rd's like yep it's kind of a meme now like it was a meme but like it's a slow effort but it was a lot of hours and like i don't know it was it was pretty cool at the time for me to hit and then uh records probably just the mining day fishing day that i'd done for me our most proud achievement would have to be winning the temple comp 2021 (laughs) Like, I remember, like, yeah, we were, like, super behind. And, like, the entire team was, like, they will crack, they will crack, they will crack. And everyone, we just kept gaming. And, like, the last two days, we all just, like, no one go to bed. And, like, bro, pretty much no one went to bed. I remember I slept, like, back-to-back two hours. Some people were up, like, 40-plus hours. And we just dropped, like, 100-plus hours unlogged on them, and we just fucking smoked them. Like, like some crazy comeback. That's just great. Oh, yeah, that reminded me of the uh, 2022 Temple Comp. Uh, we didn't win, but I did get the 
highest um, EHP for individual. And that, that was uh, pretty nice because there were a lot of uh, shit talkers. And, you know, I kind of proved them wrong. And, yeah. Keep doing it. Um, gonna sound, I mean, kind of lame, but, uh, I feel like for me, like the achievement that I was most proud of was, uh, achieving 200 mil all, um, you know, taking like over like 20 K, uh, like real hours of playing to be able to have gotten it. Uh, it, you know, was such a marathon that for the majority of the time, I didn't even think was something that was realistic and just keeping at it, you know, that I think around after about five years of you know playing so like you know after i had probably played for more than like 10 probably like 10 12 000 hours at that point that's when i was like all right i think that 200 mil all is, is a real possibility so uh yeah getting getting that definitely uh and other achievement is just like you know being blessed to have been able to like be leading hexes for 10 years um i think that that's definitely an, an achievement in itself that I'm really proud of having done like even the like although I'm not playing 50 hours a week now as I did when I was doing 200 mil like there there there's not been a shortage in terms of like my commitment to running the clan and the administrative uh aspects of just continuing to push the community and grow and improve so uh it's, say the combination of those two But um, getting close uh, to the end here, I'm taking out a couple questions since I got to attempt to sleep for two hours before I go to work. Um, yeah, but uh, got a question here. Uh, Sebe, as a uh, full-time content creator, do you have any suggestions or advice to give to any aspiring content creators? Yeah, the only advice I can really give when it comes to that is just do it for a long time. And people start, like, I mean, when I first started content creating, like the first three months I was averaging like three viewers on Twitch. Like it would just, every, like anybody else that would have any other responsibilities would have just seen, the okay, this is a waste of time. Like this, I'm just going to stop because this is pointless. It's going nowhere. But I think the more time you put into it, and the more you kind of nourish it in a sense, I think it just grows. And you also got to understand, like, you can't just put out anything. Like, it's got to be interesting. Like, you got to take an honest look at your content. Like, if you stream or make it like a YouTube video, just look at it from a viewer's eyes. Like, would, would a viewer want to watch this? At least in regards to making money off of it, because you got to understand, you know, people want people have got to want to watch your stuff and so yeah i think advice is just do it for a long time and love it you got to love it and just see where it goes basically cuz there's a lot of luck involved but there's also a lot of other factors that you are in full control of which is just staying consistent and doing it for a long time i mean you see any big content creator that's just like a household name at this point the number one factor is they've just done it consistently for like five plus, 10 plus years sometimes. And that's really what makes you be able to do it and like viably for money. 
good stuff. Uh, had a submitted question from Onyx here, and it's just, uh, what has everyone been up to in game during the podcast, and uh, what are your current goals? Uh, so I'm just running laps at the good old Artie roof rooftops, so I could pay more attention to the podcast. Uh, otherwise, I'd probably do be doing pyramid plunder, and my current short-term goal is to stay consistent with my gains and. Also kind of waiting for Forestry Part 2 so I can take advantage of any features that may arise. Who said it was a bug? Right, right. Um, and my longer-term goals would be preparing for the eventual splash weapon change intro or introduction in order to finish Slayer for True Max and uh, getting all the skilling pets and working towards achieving as many 200 mils as I can. I was doing some runecrafting, but I stopped to do Slayer during the podcast. So I could like pay more attention, like Thundering said. Uh, luckily for me, I got three Bloodwell tasks, so I'm quite happy with that one. <laughs> Eating <laughs> like good. Just, yeah, just got back to like Bloodwells here in the end, so that's like pretty nice. Juicy. If getting the hell out of this. And then uh, my goals. I don't really have any goals, to be honest. Like, how, many hours, how, many, how many hours are you off 200 mil all? It's like 350 now. Okay, so next month maybe. But I don't months. know if all the runners all the way. Probably want to save some money. Honestly, if I'm you, I wouldn't like save save yeah, the money at just... this point. Like you've got is it like you know it doesn't matter yeah, if you're yeah. gonna be rank you know 47 or if you're gonna be rank you know 53. Like what's I at this point you know saying like that, it, it's certainly more I think more important to have the money to. You know, if it would potentially be uh, important for sailing. Yeah, I agree. I just like don't like crew crafting's the problem. <laughs> so. Like it's just satisfying to just get like, three times more XP than if you were to solo. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Like maybe some solo soon, yeah, or one plus one. As for myself, I've been just doing some AFK fishing and cooking at the Barbarian Village and also working on my RS3 Hardcore Iron Man. Just AFKing some rune span on that. Otherwise, current goals on Mayfield, the big ones. My first tournament ever, which will be tournament fire making. And then after that, I would like to finish maxing this account before I set in for the long 200 mil rune crafting grind. Um, I've been, geez, you guys are making me feel like I've been fucking not taking the podcast seriously. I've been doing teaks this whole stream, so, um. What's the but, XP per hour for it? Uh, I'm ragging, like, pretty hard, because I stopped, <laughs> I got every question, so it's like 170. But, uh, um, aside from that, uh, current goal is I'll probably finish up mining at the end of the month, or, like, towards the end of the month here, and then just woodcut next. Yeah, I've been uh, killing Zolra. Uh, just trying to get the Zolra pet. Uh, well overdue in terms of drop rate. Um, you know, pretty much uh, depends depends on my mood whether I'm gonna be um, like like you know people notice like I have a shit ton of Jad kills. Uh, like it kind of depends. Like I'll 
play Jad and like play games on the side. Uh, but sometimes, you know, like they're growingly over the last few months, just I've just been staying logged in, just killing virus while playing other games. Like an example would be like last month, I think I played like 75 hours or so of uh, Doom and Doom Eternal. And uh, like that, as I was, as I was doing that, it was just uh, uh, like killing virus on my main, as well as, you know, like a dozen other alts uh, as well at it. But uh, I mean, it just kind of depends on my mood on that uh, given day on what I'm trying to do. But I guess like really the real only real goal is just like sailing prep in terms of like just money, but like uh, with mid effort trying to make it. And yeah, I mean, right now just goal is Zolra pet. And after I get a Zolra pet, then I'll uh, go to Vorkath. But yeah, nice. how much deeper are you planning on making, Randy? Uh, it would be nice to have at least like 15 bill. Oh, shit. I probably got a save GPL. Yeah, I gained uh, a mill cooking XP during this. I was just making some wines and then I started cooking some sharks over at the Myths Guild. So, pretty AFK. Oh, and goals. Uh, pretty much just slowly chip away at the Desert Treasure 2 bosses. Also go back to TOA for my Masori body and get a Torva body eventually. I'm missing the bodies. And uh, yeah, I just want to reclaim best in slot gear. So kind of my goals right now. And I, I skill on the side, any Sebe cast. I just slowly, slowly chip away at some uh, really AFK skills. Okay. Well, hey, Mayfield and Sebe, thanks guys for coming on as our guests on it uh, in terms of future podcast probably going to be planning on like looking at the questions that we have and like how the game's moving again like it'll be uh, like every two weeks or every month um i i would certainly probably lean more towards every two weeks with the quantity of updates that be rolling out and even the fact that we had to cancel more than a handful of questions here just for this podcast uh so you know uh, let's kind of imagine our next podcast that we're going to do. We're going to be recording it on September 30th, 2023. And uh, follow us on Twitter at Hexus or Discord, um, discord.gg slash Hexus uh, for information on the next podcast. You can submit topics for it as well. And, you know, this will be uploaded uh, onto YouTube and then I'll uh, like broadcast it onto uh, Twitch as well. But and then it'll be available on Spotify and Apple. So thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in for it. Hexes podcasts are back. Fuck sailing, and we'll uh, see you on the next one.